0: Hey, hey it's Robert. Is that, is that doing it?
1: hey. No, it hey, what's up? What's up, did you guys on? did you guys wanna did you guys wanna confirm that it was me? Did you not believe me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> kind
2: of. It's a little surreal.
3: Welcome to the 50th episode of the Invincible Podcast, the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a bi-weekly show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Cory Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, and joining me is TJ. Oh, hello, hello. And Bill. Hi, everyone. Happy 50th. Happy Happy 50th. 50th. Happy 50th.
2: Happy 50th
0: to you.
3: Happy 50th. Happy 50th. A very happy 50th to you. And you. And you. And you. (laughs) Holy shit, guys, do we have a... Huge episode. Uh, we have no idea how long this is going to be yet, but... Oh, it's, it's going to be a freaking... Oh, buckle up. It's going to be a double-sized at least. We've got... Uh, we're going to be going over a couple, you know, little news items. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the final issue of Invincible, issue 144. Uh, but and not only that... we've come to the end of the <laughs> Not only that, though, we are... Uh, we actually had the privilege of sitting down with none other than Robert Kirkman and talking to him for a while about an hour ago. Um, so we're gonna have that on this episode. Uh, we're also we also reached out to you guys and asked you to send in your audio clips and your thoughts of the end uh, of all things. So once again, tell us everything that's gonna be in this
2: episode because it is a long one. So I want people to understand what's what is happening when.
3: So we have we, our discussion. We're gonna we're gonna start off with some news items. Okay. Okay. Then we're gonna talk in depth on 144. Mm-hmm. What we thought of the final issue, and then that's gonna roll over into the Kirkman interview. Our uh, uh, Robert Kirkman. Into, into what? The Robert Kirkman interview.
4: I'm I can't. I, I know it's the headphones. One minute, the Robert Kirkman interview. Oh, oh yeah,
3: yeah. Not oh, the most important part.
4: Understand. Yeah. And then don't and, you fast forward this podcast? Don't you dare fast forward. What else, Ryan?
3: And then after that. We've got uh, some listener feedback, uh, both emails. Uh, we asked f- uh, for listeners to send in some audio clips of their thoughts on the final issue, um, as well as some more stuff. So we've got a lot to talk about and a lot to go over. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Buckle up. We, uh, we welcome any new listeners who found this podcast. Uh, if this is your first one, what a, what a first one to jump onto. Um, but if you go back, we did new issue dis- uh, discussions on all the new issues whenever they were released. Um, we talk about all the tie-ins you know we have the Brit and Wolfman tie-ins covered Uh, pretty soon we're gonna be talking about guarding uh, guarding the globe uh, and tech jacket volume one and two Um, we obviously have the new reader series where you know we sit down with people who have never read invincible before and went through the entire series along with them and you know got to see what they thought of the uh, the series from a fresh you know fresh perspective and, um, and then other stuff, you know, like last episode was really fun. We got a lot of great feedback from everybody. Uh, we played Super Fight and infused the deck with a bunch of Invincible-related cards. And uh, we're definitely going to have to do that again. That was a, a, a ton of fun. So welcome, new listeners. Anyways, uh, remember, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, even on YouTube. That's where we post some of these episodes, even though they're not video. <clears throat> uh, and you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com to be a part of the show. But first, some news items. Uh, Otley posted a fist a couple days after we recorded. Breaking
2: news. Otley posted a fist.
3: Yep. That was so funny. We were, uh, what was this? This was a few days after we finished the last episode. Oh, I hate you guys and, your and we were group blowing messages. up your phone and uh, we were just all, we were having a good time theorizing what it was going to be. Now it was basically is- just Ryan and I talking back and forth, back and forth, and then Bill,
4: like, are you guys kidding me right now with all these text messages? It was
2: like 25 <laughs> text messages later.
3: It's just a close-up of a of a fist. And then, you know, uh-huh. Kirkman replied saying you're not supposed to show that yet, goofing off. Like, we kept talking about what it could be, what it could be. And then, spoiler, it's not in the it's final issue. It's not in the final issue. And then you said on the
2: Twitter handle that, that it, like... Oh, I just said, like, so what about this? And then Otley said soon, or you'll yeah, find, we'll out, find soon. out soon.
3: Or you'll see. He said you'll see. So, yeah, that's kind of exciting. We still don't know what it is. I feel like every
2: month there's going to be something new Invincible. I like, hope, to, man. To I hope. Like, Ugh.
3: But um, otherwise, uh, Skybound posted a really cool video uh, looking back. They called it, uh at, at you know. That was a good one. It had, like, all the editors on there yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, like, Skybound staff yeah. and Kirkman and everybody talking about different things and, you know, what Invincible meant to them and how they found it and just different. It's you know, a know,
2: good video because it, it they sound like fans. Yeah. You know, they sound like fans and it sounds like... They're passionate about the entire comic and it ending, and it was a really good watch. It's like a like two minutes long, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe.
3: Yep. So check that one out. There's there are a ton of interviews out, especially after this final with issue. With Kirkman
4: released. with with Ryan Otley.
2: Holy hell! It's crazy. Like Otley yeah.
3: just on his Twitter
2: alone posted mm-hmm. like four interviews, mm-hmm. maybe not four, but like two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: between him and uh, uh, Kirk Kirkman. Kirkman, there's there's a lot out there, and so. Take a look at all those we've retweeted them. Check out Otley's page. Um, other one of them was just posted like an hour ago. It was the uh, comic book resources uh, one about the movie, mm-hmm. saying that the Invincible movie will be more dynamic than the comic. I well, so I read it. That's a that's a bold that statement. I read well, that and I was a little like, no,
5: what?
2: Well, what they meant by that is that they're gonna follow the same story. They're not gonna change it. Like it's still Invincible. It's still the core story. The the core characters. But they're going to make it more cinematic for the timing. Yeah. And they didn't say anything more about, like, the timing, what that meant. But I just think about they only have max two hours well, to yeah, tell so the story. Well, yeah, so it's not going to be
3: a long story about maybe the math teacher right. making bombs. like.
2: Yeah, they said that it's more dynamic and and, and that it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they said specifically. Well, think about it. What- we
3: always talk about, like, the first movie should end uh, with Nolan. You know what I mean? Obviously, stuff's going to have to be cut. If they're going to include all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that makes sense. Either way, it's really not. I I feel
4: like all that... uh, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, like you said about the movie, but I feel like all that other stuff is imperative to throwing you off the scent that Nolan is evil. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I feel like you need that other stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, that's part of the, the challenge, I'm sure, that they're facing, you know, making you fall for this character and believing that he's a good guy. I just something.
2: I just hope with the timing of it that the the market isn't so saturated with superhero stuff.
3: Again, but at the same time, like it's not slowing down. There's so many superhero movies coming out and they keep beating their own records. Could it could it be any more saturated than it is right now?
0: No, probably
2: not. Every well, month, I mean, could every month or every other month there's a superhero movie. Yeah. And they're the new blockbuster. Maybe. Right? maybe? No I mean,
3: Invincible, like, think about that. Invincible came out into a comic book industry saturated with superheroes, and it stood out. It stood out to us. I mean, there's something different about it. they That's what they have to capture for the movie, mm-hmm. right?
2: You're absolutely right, Ryan.
3: Thanks, Bill. Uh, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the final issue of Invincible. You guys ready? Oh, we're ready? just going to
2: jump right into it just like that? Are you guys
3: ready? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, TJ. With,
2: with us, okay, so we're recording on
4: Thursday night um obviously the 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 last issue came out yesterday uh we've been avoiding each other kind of waiting to see our live reactions here on the podcast uh i want to know how you guys read it i want to mm-hmm. tell you how i read it so
3: so the original plan uh we had hoped that you know both bill and tj you guys would come over to my house in the morning wednesday morning i'd make you guys breakfast i try and distract Bill from this his phone. This was the plan?
4: I didn't know about breakfast.
3: Oh, sorry. But yeah, breakfast would have been a, a thing. I'd give Um, I would have tried to distract Bill from his phone or his iPad to, uh, so he wouldn't read it digitally. And we would go to the comic shop together like pals, pick it up, and then go back and read it, and then go our separate ways. Unfortunately, both you guys had to work, um, so it didn't happen. I woke up, tried my hardest not to read it. <laughs> Uh, And was, <laughs> it was it was, I had to leave the house, so I went and did like errands. I went grocery shopping. I went to Target. You know, you all had that off on stuff. Wednesday. I went in a couple hours late. How mm-hmm. the hell, go on? Yeah. So I, on. I I went I I avoided Twitter, which was a pain, and just you know, walked around, went to the comic shop, picked it up, went back home, sat in a very comfortable chair, and just opened it and just read it. So.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you want to know how I read it first? I
3: would, Bill. Okay. I would.
2: I really would. Um, I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately. I don't know what it is, but I've been waking up at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And that morning, yes, what was it? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Wow. wow. Doesn't it seem like it was forever ago? Yeah. Okay, so yesterday morning We've I woke up. we had a busy two days. At 5 o'clock... Um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Invincible Day." And I was like, "And this isn't gonna work. Ryan's plan is not gonna work. So no. I'm gonna download it digitally and read the shit out of it right now in bed."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I read it at six o'clock in the morning. If
3: I couldn't have gotten off work, I would absolutely have read it digitally. There's no way I could have yeah. waited.
2: It it felt like it took me all morning. Like it like it felt like I saw it, like the sun came up over the horizon as I was reading Invincible. It took me so long to read it
3: fun fact I know how long it took me I did actually <laughs> set my GoPro up of me reading it uh, you're this is, so
4: you're such a nerd I've been working on like I've been doing uh,
3: <laughs> like GoPro and and like videos of at the end of the year of things that happened throughout the year and I thought it would be cool uh, and it took like 45 minutes to an hour to read that's exactly and how long
2: it felt for me it was an hour I because I looked mm-hmm. at the clock and I, and I feel like I, I read it at 5 mm-hmm. I feel, it, would, it dropped early yeah and I think I read it at 5 and I finished at 6 wow yeah how'd you yeah. how'd you read it tj
4: so i like as we talked i wanted to read the actual issue but depending on how worked went work went i don't i wasn't sure if i was going to wait i wasn't going to kill myself i, I was going to read it digitally if if need be um but wednesday was total hell at work it was one of the worst days that i've that i've worked in a very long time it was insane i worked like 12 hours and did not get a break went in at five o'clock in the morning i was there until about quarter to five uh in the evening didn't take a break so i did not get a chance to read it i didn't read the new issue the the last issue of invincible until like 6 30 at night it was pain. really because i didn't get out until like 4 30 and then or it was like actually closer to five went home real quick when I, Did you just
3: turn your phone off? <laughs> yeah. Per,
4: well, well, it wasn't off, but I didn't. I didn't look at any of the notifications. I turned out like you know. Yeah. Just left them there. I went to the comic shop, got the comics. I got you know the regular and then the variant. Sat in my car. I was like, I'm gonna read it right fucking now. Nice. <laughs> I I turned the cover page. Didn't even read a single word. Just saw the first page yep. of you know Mark sitting there in the same way that his father was sitting there in the uh, in the earlier issues. And I closed it and I said, There's no fucking way I'm ready for this. I, I put it down. I said, I'm not reading it in the car. I drove home, sat on my couch, got comfortable, and I read That's the
6: shit I mean. out of it.
3: Like, I had that moment. Like, before I even opened the first page, I just. It was sad. I was thinking about something like, this is the last time I'll read the first page of an uh, issue.
2: Yeah. It was very weird. Cause yeah. I, I read it like crack ass at dawn. So I was like just out of all sleep. It, the was, day, it was all very was... eerie and it just felt very strange to read the mm-hmm. last the last issue of
3: Invincible it Like was. so alright first page though like TJ said Mark reaching out one of my early hopes and dreams if we go back to our early not predictions but what we wanted most this
2: issue an episode is going to be a lot about us following up with our predictions because oh yeah a, well that's what we a, do a few things happened
3: oh yeah yeah I wanted so badly there to be a callback like to the older series like this. And and it's perfect. It's perfect because it's Mark saying, you know, time you're old enough to tell you where we really come from. Um,
4: which is what Nolan said to him twice, first of which being a lie. Yeah. And second then the, the one, of, of the truth. which being the and truth. And then we
3: actually got Thrag saying it at one point. Uh, yeah. Man, Ryan Otley recreating some of these... Some of these panels, but then not only recreating some of those panels, but showing us new versions of them, we got to see, uh, the murder, the murder of Argyle, yeah, and why his skull has that
2: huge crack in it. Yep, fucking stabbed through the top of his head. That was badass. Uh, So, what are your guys, what are what are your opinions on this recap that took up six pages of the last issue of Invincible?
4: It's a great jumping on point for people. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they yeah. can uh, kinda catch up and then continue the series and then like have it up ten end. pages and then
3: And then it's
2: over. And then it's over
4: forever. I was
3: grinning like an idiot. I'm sorry. I love these kind of things. I'm I sorry do too. If, if it you was, think that no, it, was, I it, it took a little too much time, I this is exactly what I want. This is Mark like this is bookending this entire issue. Like this is Mark telling Marky like their history. This this whole comic is about him, his family, and their history. It has to start with this. I, I Sorry. agree.
4: That that wasn't us being negative about it. I loved this. Oh, you disagree,
2: Bill? I, I, I feel like as a fan, and I feel like as a as a writer, Robert and and you know as an illustrator, Otley and and Corey, they gotta all think the same thing. Like they don't know what they want. You know what I mean? Like, and we talked about it in in the interview a little bit, but. Like I I can't help but feel ignorant. Like I don't know what I want. Like I like as I was reading this, I was like, is is this really gonna just? Is he gonna tell the whole recap of the entire series up till he really is? Oh, it's another page of recap, and and I get what he was doing and and how it was supposed to feel nostalgic, and it did. The first page, gut wrenching. Oh yeah, like it had me. I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. The second page, even I could have dealt with that, but. Three more pages after that, I I felt it was just a little much. But again, what would I have wanted to fill those other four pages? I don't know. Yeah, like, I li- I have, the I reason have no why idea. I
4: liked it, the reason why I liked it, is because we're hearing from Mark's perspective of what
2: happened. You know what but I But mean? we already know what happened. It's yeah, exactly what has happened so far. It's exposition. You know.
3: Yeah, but I think that it's it's different when it's the final issue. And you know what? The the fact that this issue was so long, I don't remember. I didn't close this issue and think to myself like man, it could have been longer or they could have done more of this if only they had less of that in it. But again, that's just, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, I really I TJ, like TJ, you got rest. to see... TJ, Rex Rexplode is in the last issue of Invincible. He is? Where? Yeah. As part of the Guardians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in the background there. There you go. Hmm. No shit. No <laughs> shit. No, it's great. Um, and then we've, of course, got, you know, the, the multiple panels of Marky. That was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: all the callbacks. Yeah. All the little things that, that... Right there. That could have been it. And I would have been like, all right, yeah. that's fine. But, uh, we got will Okay, it. so... So re reading it digitally, it's panel by panel. Yeah. And I kept swiping, and I'm like, Oh my God, please be the. Oh yes, please, please, <laughs> God, let there be another panel. Oh my God, there's little bubbles of nothing, and then like it's it's finally he had to say something. There's four panels of nothing, and I loved every re- second of you reused it. Reused art. It's it's bringing it
3: back full circle. I loved it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then you turn the page, and then and then we get. Bill, you take this one. Oh. You get the prophesized
2: second coming of Battle prophesied. Beast prophesied prophesied you you would know that anyways mm. of Battle Beast mm. so this is her 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 by the way yep
3: slaughtering all of the rebels yeah apparently there was an uprising uh, do you think these are the uh, the ones
2: that assassinated um, yeah uh, General mock uh, was that his name yeah, because Battle Beast was fuck. Yeah, Thuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ambassador guy. Yeah, so ambassador yeah, the, Monk, yeah. But 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 she couldn't stop. She just kept killing. She them. just annihilated everything.
3: I don't think she. Uh, Not everything. I think she but, just killed all the rebels. She butchered them all.
2: Well, no, but I mean, he even the one guy. He says that you couldn't stop. You went yeah. far and and saying that it's a curse,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: that it was handed down. and when Battle Beast died,
7: it was his curse
2: was transferred to her. Which was, which was pretty cool. And then she says, and I quote, um, well, the one guy says it was a Viltrumite that bested your father in battle. And then she says, Then I know who has brought the curse upon me. It has decided I will not rest until every Viltramite in the universe is dead or I am. Mm-hmm. What did you think before you turned the page?
3: I thought this is the main antagonist the for main this issue. Yep. I thought like this is how I, this issue is going to be. Too. Is she going to wipe out? All the Vilchomites, it's going to come down. Like, I was thinking so big picture when I read this. Four more years of story arc, right? Right. I was too. Uh, it was cool. I we liked it. We got
2: more. We got 500 years.
3: Mm-hmm. TJ, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also was trying to think whether or not she was uh, related to Thresha, and I couldn't really see it. And uh, I could, we, though, because if you look at uh, her head, I understand how, how it shit. happened. But uh, uh, we actually asked... Robert Crickman that in the interview, so you're gonna to have to wait to hear what he said. Yep. Is she the daughter of Thresha and Battle Beast? Yeah.
4: You'll have to wait. So next page, uh, we see Marky sitting there playing with uh a science dog and it- what looks like a uh robot uh it kind of looks like robots like Hawkbuster.
3: Kind of. I don't think it's bit? supposed you to be. Think anything, so? I think I like the fact that uh, science dog has his arm broken off. I, I love think, that. It's that, Mark's toy. It's Mark's toy. Right? It's Mark's
4: toy. It's Mark. an
2: old ass fucking science dog.
4: Mark is talking about how he kind of um, feels bad. He's like, he, I know, I know that my people need me, but at the same time, Marky needs me too. Am I doing the right thing here? Mm-hmm. And you know, um, Debbie kind of says, "Listen, your pe- your people do need you, and I'm here to look after them. You don't have to worry about it." And he he, he kind of she kind of says something like you kind of made your choice and he's like wait a minute like don't put that on me i made a choice that's best for everybody for it's not like i didn't choose one over the other i wanted to do something that was best for everybody which she understands i like that conversation a lot.
2: it was actually and i feel like i'm going to say this after almost every page that was one of my favorite conversations it felt very finite yeah, didn't it? I mean, but even she but then, said, and then even the next she said, page, "You're you're like, gonna bring my granddaughter home. I'm gonna see her once yep. in a while. You're gonna come back to Earth every so often." Like, and then on you're the next page they me.
3: continue that by like, like Mark saying, "Earth has the best comics." Of course, I'll be back, and mm-hmm. then like not saying goodbye, you know, like just go. You're you're coming back. Just go, right? You know. Yeah. I loved all of that.
2: So then we get the last the last page of um you know, his Marky's dad. What's his name? Dare no.
3: Oh, shoot. Um, Kirk?
2: No. Uh, whatever his name is. Dad. He's, he's dad. He's real dad. He's Earth dad, not space dad.
3: Yeah. That was cute. Mark's so the conversation, I'm saying, let's,
2: let's leave your you know, grandma alone. Let's go home. So, I mean. Turn we, the page.
3: We talk about this a little bit in um, uh, the Kirkman interview. This is all from Marky's perspective.
2: Nothing, yeah, nothing.
3: That's in this what I issue, loved about nothing this. Nothing in this issue is in Mark's perspective. Right. Oh yeah, because Marky's even in the background playing it, with the extra like figures, hearing off, his father. Yes, and, it
2: goes
4: off into Marky's story. Yeah.
3: So when you see that ship take off, Mark's on that ship. Marky's looking at it. Mark's leaving, and this is Marky's story. So. So when, good.
2: So when I turned the page, I was like, "Okay, now I understand what's happening." Yeah. Immediately, now, it was now like, I get it. Oh. So how many pages was that into the comic? So that's six seven eight nine
3: it says it says 14 on the top i think that counts the cover and everything okay but yeah so 10 10, about 10, 11. 10 pages
2: in and and now i was like i get it yeah and i hope they continue this
4: this
3: trend so this far? trend so this what, time what he's
4: talking about what we're seeing is marky older he's probably like eight what, years, you he's eight years old he's eight years old uh you know debbie's got gray hair she's she's much older she's now she's still looking
3: fine though S- let be real seeing that they were going to the tailor shop I think this is one of the first moments where I like like put my head back and just like goofy smiled you know what I mean yeah. it was so great we've been talking about where's art where's mm-hmm. art
4: this is another reason why again I prefer digital because as soon as I turned the page I saw art there and it took me like a page and a half to actually get to him you know what I mean that's why I like digital because I I saw him as I turned the page
3: so did I Either way.
4: No, no, no. I'm saying when I turned the page and saw this whole page
3: uh-huh. on the other side was art. Cause did you think for a second that art was gone and this woman was the new art? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: I thought she was gonna say something like, you know, he's retired or something like that. And, and oh, I can, I can take care of you. Wink, wink. Nudge, yeah. nudge. And then, nope. But I like that. All.
3: I like Debbie being like, trust me, he'll wanna, he'll wanna take care of this one. Okay. So can and how, we, and how just, excited was Marky when he found out that that's the reason he was there? That, that's to That's his, his own he costume? was? All right, yeah. so
2: skip. Skip, go. His costume. Yeah. Note that this is not the fist no, it's not. that Otley posted because there's no blood on it.
3: And not just that, but yeah, the a, a little shape. different.
2: I fucking love his costume. Isn't it cool? The only difference is the black outline. Yeah. And the gloves are different. Like, the that's gloves awesome. are separate. I,
4: I'm glad that it was just very it's, subtle. It's like,
3: yeah, it's kind of like the sleeved. Gloves, yeah. Like, it's to have a, that yeah, it's, up. Like,
4: it's like he his put hair. Up. You can tell that he like looked up to his dad, you know. I mean? Like, I,
3: yeah, oh, yeah, they're still the knee pads and stuff. All this time, Marky has, and, and it was talked about when Marky walked into the tailor shop with Debbie, he talks about breaking Tara's tablet. All this time, Mark has been visiting Earth every mm-hmm. now and then. He knows his dad is out there making the galaxy a better place, so he's excited to wear his costume and become a superhero. So he gets his own first... Uh, this felt very Oliver to me, right? Kind of reminiscent of Oliver getting his costume. And, and, uh, to Art, me this and felt, Art even said that.
4: Are you talking
2: about the
3: fight? I thought it felt very well, invincible. Him, well, yeah, but it was like him saying, first fight, first fight. Like, I don't know. I remember Oliver doing that. Yeah, and being like, for, yeah, for kid, that, kid Omni-Man's first solo experience. You know,
4: this, but, but the fight itself felt very early invincible to me. Yes, I agree. This whole, I love yes,
3: this. I agree. So, uh yeah he does that barrel roll
2: yeah yeah i liked him doing that little thing Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool so we have two new characters two new one of which is part of the guardians
3: they both are actually they brought they well i'm pretty sure they they brought them both on was it wraith and um uh what was his name uh wraith and because wraith was the girl and it was her brother I want Mo- to say
2: Mo-
4: vengeance. Yeah, vengeance.
3: vengeance yeah, she please. said
2: vengeance. Please, yeah, you've you've lost your way to the darkness. But so, so who do we have here? We have Monax.
3: Yeah, Monax. Monster, Monster girl, girl. Best Tiger. Best Tiger. yeah. We got outrun. Outrun sporting a new haircut. Um, uh, Pegasus is in there. So yeah, this is the Guardians of the Globe at this point. Uh, it but- was. It just felt fun, right? Like it was Yeah, wasn't, it felt it but, didn't feel like there was baggage. It was just him having an adventure, like fighting. Uh-huh. And know? I
2: didn't know I still didn't know what to think. Like I couldn't stop my brain from from asking itself what's next? What's yeah. on the next page? Yes.
3: Again, we've talked Bill, we two episodes ago when they revealed the Terra cover, we were so excited because it felt fresh and new mm-hmm. and it was like it was like old invincible, where it was like unexpected and unknown and just so bright and that was this issue, especially uh, the first half, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's what this was. This this issue, it felt like,
2: I don't want to say a love letter, but it felt like the most nostalgic thing Kirkman could have done. That's, what you, that's what you want. But it wasn't beating it over your head either. That's, that's, all right, I know, right. but, but when do you get that in other comics or anything else that's ending? Like, you always get, like, a finite ending that's just, like, Boom! The end. There's this climax. There's an end boss fight, and then there
4: it might ends. There might be a subtle. I mean, there might be a subtle tie this, to the beginning. And I actually it. disagree. I feel like most like big shows that have a season finale, they always try to bring it back to the first episode.
2: I I, I don't know. Yeah, but there's always still a, this this whole this whole issue just felt like a, a nice an epilogue that was like a like bringing it back to the fans that. Be it they just jumped on, or they've been reading it for fifteen years, you can right. go back and be like, "Oh my god, this feels, it feels like, like early." It feels, it feels like... like old Invincible, right. and I, but I'm still go. I'm I'm still getting a lot of closure. Like the next page, what happens?
3: Who would have predicted this? Darkwing? Seriously?
4: Being caught up in in the, uh, Vengeance this entire time. No, he's not in
2: Vengeance. He's in the Void. Or In well, the yeah, Void. Which, yeah. which Vengeance? uses to, yeah. to get yeah, his they, power they from. they draw
3: power from the same darkness that uh, uh, Darkwing used. Like, that was such a cool callback. Like he, like, he was able to surprise us with something that's still canonical and still, like, relevant. He went missing in issue 60 during the Invincible War in the smallest panel. It shows him mm-hmm. grab... An invincible from an alternate dimension and just drag him into the thing. And then later on it's just touched on that. Oh yeah, he uh he, he died he died or he went missing. Or yeah. You know. That I-
2: so that invincible somehow died.
3: Yeah, one or the other. He yeah. bested
2: an invincible.
3: Mm-hmm. Well we do know that there were creatures in the darkness. Yeah, but
2: I mean they would still attack Darkwing.
3: Maybe. Maybe he survives there and that's how. Maybe they don't hurt him. Maybe I don't,
2: and- that
4: invincible didn't die. Maybe he's still in the Don't
3: ask any more questions. No more questions. Yeah. It's yeah. over. It's over. <laughs> it's ended.
4: But we got uh, him back.
3: But yeah, that was such a cool callback, and bringing it way back just to, to to someone who was literally in the first few issues of the the series. Uh, at least his uh, his uh, mentor was. Mm-hmm.
4: So this is my moment. I'm taking this ahead. one. Go ahead. You can. I am this taking one. this one.
3: You. So what you did see? you?
2: So you read it panel by panel, right? No, or did no you read, I. I read oh, it you read it page it live by page. Comic.
3: Yeah. I. I, I actually, read it
2: panel by panel.
3: So I turned the page, and all I saw. The first thing that draws your eye is that green bright portal. green spot. But you know
4: exactly what and that and is. And you know exactly, exactly what that is. Exactly what that is. That is Angstrom Levy. Immediately you think, holy shit, like Angstrom Levy's back. How is this possible? Comes through a younger Angstrom Levy. It's his son.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He says, With his pet fox chainsaw.
4: That's so
3: awesome. That's sweet. And he looks so he cool. he has a
4: pet fox?
2: He like, has this, a scarf? That's
4: so sick. I want a spinoff of just him. Just him.
2: Just the such fo- a cool... Just the fox? Chainsaw? Just this, just chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw the fox.
4: He says, uh, no chainsaw. Dad's not going to be here either. He's been erased from the multiverse. There's just... There's none of him left. This is the dimension of his greatest enemy, Mark Grayson. And he kind of stares off.
3: Okay, let's talk about this for a second. He's creating this- a
4: universe for Marky.
3: Yeah, but and because this takes place when Marky is young we can assume I mean this jumps around so there's no proof but we sure. assume it takes place when he's younger um, we talked about this yeah how like wouldn't it be cool if like he's fighting villains and so, like he had his own villains like and Beyond. everything like
2: that yeah it's like Batman Beyond
3: oh it feels like Batman Beyond what's mm. cool about this panel is it's completely left it to interpretation he might be looking for Mark Grayson to get answers he might not be a straight up villain right. but but he could, too. We don't hmm. even know what's, what son, what Angstrom yeah, Levy's son he is. He is? He the, well, you have to assume he's the original, because none of the Angstrom Levi's had the ability to travel through different dimensions. Oh, there was only, only one. that one? Okay, no. all right. So that's fair. we assume that he had a son that he maybe visited now and then, but then after he became disfigured, maybe he forgot about him and went on his terror to take You're that mark. You're saying maybe a lot. Because we don't know. And, and we will never and know. we'll never know. That's so exciting. That's I part of that. what
4: makes this awesome, is that... It, that it is leftover. We can talk about that. We can talk about yeah.
3: what we think freely mm-hmm. without thinking like, oh, but maybe we'll find we, out. We, the we truth. could be wrong. Yeah, but no, it's. Oh man, this I, was uh, okay. Uh, We're at the Pentagon, so yes, we got one last panel of, parking in rear. Uh, the immortal and Amanda are there with the, the brain for robot, and they talk about you know Wraith, and this is when they mentioned thanks for bringing Wraith on and on the team. And they they talk about Darkwing. And Immortal leaves, and Amanda's there with robot brain, brain. (sighs) robo-brain.
4: And he's still trying to, like, explain himself, like, Amanda, Amanda, I'm I'm lonely. I'm
3: lonely, and she says, I love this, she says, uh, you like to tell yourself you made a sacrifice to save the world, but that this had to be done, and that you ended up living in a tube again, alone, like some kind of martyr. The truth is, this is the world you wanted, deal with it
4: he says I will again a call back because what,
3: what else is he going to do okay TJ right there what you just said that's how I read it mm-hmm. I will you're right I will but that you, is that up to interpretation yes absolutely mm-hmm. will is in bold I will to nobody it's like, not, it's not in bold it, oh was it wasn't is it? Is it in bold oh it, it is in bold yeah so I read that the second time I read it I read that as you know because she, she says deal with it and he's like oh I will that's the way I took it the second time as in and we know from in the letters column of this issue that it's you know we're led to believe that as time went on King Immortal became more and more crazy crazy because of Robot uh-huh. you know and which again, is this what we is, had talked about yeah and this is Kirkman you know he said in the letters column this is just kind of what he imagines happening that uh you know he, he messed up Immortal and ultimately took over a little bit for a little while and then we're in the way to stop him or whatever but I love that Because it's, again, somewhat interpretation. Like, is he accepting the fact that he did this and it's sad? Or is he, uh, you know, hinting at what's to come? I liked seeing, uh, um, Molly drawing Invincible. Now, is she drawing her brother? Mm, Or is that Mark? I don't, I don't know. Because after all, like, like he said in the beginning of the issue, um... Mark said you can read all about him on the internet.
4: I think um, it's uh, Marky. I think it's Marky. Yeah, because the gloves.
3: Mm. Yeah. I don't know.
4: One thing we didn't talk about. Um, you know what? I'll save it because it's gonna come back up later. Okay.
3: Okay. Oh, all right. So this is the end of Corey. Or I'm sorry, the end of Ryan Otley's section. Which I, the, I which, love this page. Which I wasn't even thinking about. Like, I
2: totally, fr- I was so engrossed in what was happening, so I So completely- was it almost like
3: you were like, oh, I have a whole nother issue
2: to read? When, yeah, when, when it was like, oh, and then, you know, so, I, I, because I want to be so much more... That he, He's yeah, talking to Nolan,
3: yeah and it's so flies- sad, it's so sad. It uh, is, it's so good. Uh, he flies to Nolan's grave, which, by the way, is under a tree. Uh, isn't that Ryan Otley's first issue? Where the the cover of the, the issue funeral. was the gravestone where, with the tree in the background. It just was reminiscent of that, that Ryan Otley's last page reminds me of Ryan Otley's first issue cover. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know, though. Um, but, yeah, it's him talking to Nolan, talking about how, you know, I love that he's he, he talks he's to He's like, him like his it, journal. Like yeah. It's kind
4: of like a, mm-hmm. kind I, I of, don't, I don't know, I love that. He, uh, how many it's times like, he probably goes there and he, he says, you know, he just, he talks his problems out.
3: Yeah. It reminds me of Horizon Zero Dawn. If you played Horizon Zero Dawn, there's something very similar to this. But anyways, the uh, uh, him talking about how he got his costume and, uh, you know... The name Invincible. Yeah, and like then what she- the name of Invincible means. You know, my dad's out there fixing the universe. I think about that every time I look at the stars. And this is him talking about how he has such huge boots to fill. To fill.
4: He looked up to his dad. Yeah. He says you know talking about his dad he says he chose the name invincible because it was something he felt he like he was i chose it because it's what i'll have to be if i'm ever going to live up to his legacy because he turned out to be so much more than that
0: mm-hmm.
4: so the fact that he looks up to his dad so much having not mm-hmm. i mean he
3: and this is also like we know what's going to happen later in this issue this is setting the tone for his dad he he feels like his dad is a god in his eyes now, like he's fixing the universe. How the hell is he gonna live up to that? Uh, so I thought that was poignant when you read it a second time, like knowing what's going through his mind at a young age. That year after year, he has to look up and constantly mm-hmm. be reminded that his dad is doing such great things.
4: And that's the end of Ryan Otley, him drawing. Issue.
3: Well, I mean, just look at that that's one
2: panel. Cool. If 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 I could if I could have that panel. Of Marky looking up at the scar, the stars, with his hair blowing in the wind, and th- look how simple it is.
3: I know it's it's so. Great. It's
2: such a fucking beautiful like panel. It's so
3: perfect. And, and shout out again to you know Mark Morales and Nathan Fairbairn. I mean, holy shit! The, especially the, I mean the colors, not only this panel but later on in one of the Terra in the the Gladiator Arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Corey Walker's arc begins. And I like, and we're we're taking it back to yeah. Now we now we're picking up where we left where off we left off with the ships leaving Earth, and now the the it's passed to Terra's point of view. It's so smart.
2: And we have talked about Cory Walker, Ryan Otley, Corey Walker, Ryan Otley going back and forth, doing different story arcs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It this happened is, in
3: the Flaxon dimension. It yep. happened. I mean, we got to see that when Corey this had his own was in arc. the
2: same issue. And when I turned that page, I was so, again, I I used the word enthralled and like just, I was so in it. I was so in it that I didn't
3: even fucking know. Like I didn't even,
2: I I, I was like, holy
3: shit, that's Corey Walker. Part of me feels like a lot of this is due to, not only is this Corey Walker's best work in my opinion. Ever, ever. Straight up. But I think a lot of this goes back to the fact that we, like 12 issues ago, had six issues in a row of... Cody Walker's art. We know what his his version of these characters look like. So it felt natural to us. It hadn't been years and years since we'd mm-hmm. seen his interpretation. yeah. Uh, and it flowed so well. It flowed so well. So, so we get
2: Tara growing up <laughs> over the course of six panels. There's two
3: pages. Which this was amazing. Six panels, my God.
2: I was so mad at her when she, when he caught her Having sex or something oh like God. that with someone who was not, yeah. and then she's like, she's being all snotty about like, it? that that boy was beneath you, and she was like, and behind me, and on top of me, and I was, I was like, how dare you? Yeah. you go, you're time out.
3: Like it felt you're bad. grounded. Like, this is Tara. Like this is.
2: I
4: know, but she's human. These are these are no, 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 arguments that people really have. That's but, what I love about But seeing about this. her
2: grow up from a teddy bear fucking astronaut costume, okay, <laughs> to a to a fucking full grown woman it that literally was like poops
3: lava. Oh, oh yeah, so that was funny. adorable.
2: That was adorable. But you know what? Kudos and who Call to, back to her the, yep. the tablet being broken by Marky. Yep, he broke it. I hate coming back here and stuff Earth like that. Is but stupid. But look at the dip look at the we, We've talked about again. I'm not I'm not exaggerating or I'm not like boasting or anything like that or, or trying to boost egos, but this is literally Corey Walker's best that he's ever done. It's so good. It is so perfect. She
3: looks awesome. And she looks so awesome. Her face in everyone. Her face in everyone. Her hair
2: hair is different in everyone. I I I love that. I would just like to point out her face, her facial expression in every single one is (laughs) so different (laughs) and so spot on and perfect. Her being a toddler. still looks like her. Her being like a little like, no, I don't like this costume. I can't move it. And then her
3: being like a teenager. It's just like...
2: Her being an adult,
3: and then her being like what we assume is probably early twenties like, guys, looking so mature and grown up, and
2: we need to just stop for another minute and repeat ourselves when we say we've seen Tara grow up, like that, As I was reading it, I was like, "Oh my god, no way!" And then I kept, I kept clicking over to each panel. I was like, "Oh my god, she's older," no way, she's yeah, older. Yeah, like I kept
3: like thinking like, "Oh,"
2: it was just, and then uh, seeing her finally in the
4: invincible in the invincible Invinci- girl outfit. Oh yeah, she
2: says, okay, so what is she saying here? She's saying like... She's joined a, a, a part of the Empire, which is called the Con... What's concert, it called?
4: Conservation Order.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which, which their main job is to go back to worlds and ensure that things are working. working yeah. and properly. That, and working
3: properly. And they're helping
2: people.
4: So, so we right. talked
3: a long time ago about how you know, we hope that Mark creates the World Betterment Committee, recreates mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That wasn't the big deal of this issue. It, yeah, it happened. So yeah. what? Like, th- th- like, move past that. Like, he did it. Yeah. Like, going deeper and being like, oh, there's a... Not only is the World Betterment Committee a thing, but Terra works for the Conservation Order, which is the one which goes to the planets that they've already rehabilitated and makes sure they're still doing okay. So you he know went, what I mean?
4: Kirkman went even deeper with that. Yeah. It, it's not just a World Betterment, but they actually... There's a it's, lot to There's, a, there's lot a lot to, to that. maintaining it. Yeah. yeah.
3: She looks awesome. She looks so awesome, and then we get to see her actually doing that, cleaning like out the filters and uh, helping this planet.
2: It's shoots. the 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 turbine or something like that that she was
3: mm-hmm. helping yep. take
2: care of. So then we get to see Mark, and Mark yeah. looks and he's older. Older,
4: he's, yep. So right his face is uh, out. wider. Mm-hmm. It's it's more defined.
3: I think this is a moment in which um, time jumped. And oh, we don't, for sure. And oh, yeah, I agree. Because. So you know something coming up was a little jarring to me the first time, but this moment between her cleaning out the turbine, or maybe even before she cleaned out the turbine, between last time we saw Mark and now, a good amount of time had passed.
2: He's older. I mean, and we know how how fast or slowly um, Veltrumites age mm-hmm. once they reach maturity. So you know. And how smart was it? To change the colors. To change the colors. When I saw... Well, I, did you
3: not notice it at first? At first, I was like, oh, that's a new style. Like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, no, like, Oh, I, he's I all white. And, and then I... It didn't. S- it took me a minute to be like, yellow and blue? Yep. And he's talking about the mustache? Like, yeah. For real? Like, why, yeah. did, why
2: didn't I do the mustache? And, and then he goes on to talk about how this is not the old Viltramite way. This is not the old, like... D- doesn't he essentially say, like, that this is not... They
4: represented something that he's not a, that he's not about what the what his new empire is not. You know mm-hmm. they represented um, you know conquering. I
2: just I just like how it's how they didn't stick any, to any old. What am I looking? What's the word I'm looking for? Like um. Like like the heritage of the Viltrumites and like he like there was no kind of like, oh this is the Viltramite way. He's like no this is the Viltrumite way. Like literally way. the
3: only thing is like the symbol. And even that changed the color. And mm-hmm. he, he says, I love it, he's like, I am not from Viltrum, I am from Earth. You know, like, he, he puts it out there.
4: He's saying our new way is a way of peace. Mm-hmm. And then we get old Alan. I
3: almost feel like Mark might have even aged a little bit between these last two pages. You know? Mm-hmm.
4: I think it's in the same time. Yeah, Yeah, I'd say yeah. so, too. So. This
2: is very important. So these, these next couple pages... Well, obviously, it's only one page of conversation, but wow.
3: my gosh, there's so much. Uh, Basically, Alan is old. Alan, uh, it looks like his his rock formations, his you know, whatever is going on, gone onto his face and giving him like these pointed ears. His ears chains. are his very ears big. Ears are huge, and he looks old.
4: And he's saying, you know, that oh. Mark is doing so so much good that he's kind of not needed anymore yeah but now the coalition is needed he he
3: he brings it up by calling back their first meeting when they fought together yeah and mark was like can we just talk about this yeah another callback to the early issues this is filled with it but again it's not beaten over your head so
4: i thought it was crazy that like alan's issue is the fact that he wasn't needed you would think that that would be a good thing yeah, and that's what exactly what Mark says. Yeah, like, I, there's a, I think there's a lot of story there. This is probably one of the, the our things our people that... are thinking that they don't need us, and he says, "Well, maybe they maybe fucking they don't." don't. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that a good thing? Mm-hmm. He says, "I was free, I was afraid <sighs> you were going to say that." It's a matter. You about. turn the page, and there's their
2: war. Mm-hmm. This, this is my biggest issue, and, and I guess this is just me not wanting it to end. But so you see the the battle between the Viltrumite Empire and the coalition of yeah. planets, which I predicted would happen. Well, I predicted would happen. Yeah. I did. But okay, let's so let's talk about this page really quick. We have so, no
3: idea why. Let's put it that so way. So we well, we have we know why. No, no, no I'm saying when we predicted it. Oh, we just thought that yeah. it would happen. Yeah. yeah. We were just looking for conflict. That's why. So <laughs>
2: just let's talk about it. So you have Battle Beast, the new Battle Beast that mm-hmm. is teamed up with the Coalition. Yep. Fighting Ultramites. Space
3: Racer. Who Space is teamed Racer. Up with the Coalition. With co-
2: tech Jacket.
3: Yep. Which makes sense. He's best friends with Alan. With
2: Alan. Yep. And you also have
3: in the bottom corner
2: Una Fucking Versa.
3: This is so funny. In the
2: bottom right-hand corner. Laying it fucking down. When laying it. Trident.
3: More on that in the uh, Robert Kirkman interview.
2: Yep. So, okay. And then the next page after that, you get a really quick conversation.
3: We also get Craig, uh, you know, Ursel. Thresha. Yeah, Ursel. That is uh, Ursel.
2: And I thought, is that Ursul? I'm not
3: Threshia. Talua.
2: Is that Ursel right there? And I was like, oh, yeah, it is Ursel. So, anyways. So, the next page, you get just one, two, three, four, five panels of... The Alan, resolve. Yeah, of Alan and, and Mark after they've presumably fought. Yeah. right. This
3: looks like, you know, the battle has winded down. Mm-hmm. That would have been a crazy fight to see. Can you imagine? Obviously, it ends in a draw. Alan, Alan
4: is so strong. I mean, it kind of looks like Alan got his ass beat. You know. Yeah. Well, he's old. He's
3: on the ground. Yeah.
2: So is Invincible. All right, so I'm going
4: to talk... about that's a,
3: such a cool fight.
2: I, I am going to talk about... Old
3: Invincible versus old Alan.
2: I'm going to talk about something that... That I is not great. Alright, that that is not this this is my biggest critique of the comic. And again, this is me just wanting more. more. But I feel after especially after reading these last three pages, because I, I could see where it was going, and Corey Walker, the amount of time and story that he got done and, and Kirpin got done in this in this second half of the issue is really astonishing. It is. It, it really is. But I really feel like do you remember when kirkman said early 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 on that he wanted invincible to keep going that he wanted new creators to come in and do it and then afterwards he's like no i i want to end it like i have an end in mind i feel like this is proof right here that i I, when i read this i saw it on a billboard yes yes. i saw i saw it on like like a big bulletin board of like Kirkman outlining five years yeah. of story. Yeah,
3: and, you know and the how closer going to, to closer to now is obviously more right. detailed, but the further away, the more right. it's just bullet points. Right. These are the bullet points that we never saw. At right. least that's what I think.
2: It, no, that's exactly right. That's what it is. And it feels like. It. And what I'm hoping, and and I didn't talk to Kirkman about this, but what I'm hoping will happen is that we will see. A coalition fight, a coalition and, and the Empire. We'll see these
3: stories someday. I, and
2: I think that it would be cool to do like an annual one-shot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to go back because think about it. Kirkman said, "This is what happens." Mm-hmm. I, I, the details aren't there. Yeah. But this is what that's happens. That's what's great
3: about this whole issue. I mean, it's over. Invincible is uh-huh. ending. If there's ever any. Thing that connects, whether it be a novel, whether it be you know maybe. But I feel like I cheated. I feel like I fast forwarded through the movie and just watched the end. I'm yeah, like, I ah, don't want to know. Don't you want to know the journey like that? Don't you want to know how? I do want to
2: know what happened. Yeah, but I do, I can never do that. I yeah. fast forwarded through the video and it's all corrupt in the middle. I can't find <laughs> out how it happened. Like we've said on, uh, or like I said on, I think two up ep- two
4: episodes ago, is that I like endings that are left o- to open to yeah. interpretation. And the good thing about this is it's not really but it is at the same time yeah, like the, he gave us a legit ending but he left it open to interpretation not for as to how it got not there not for how it continues but how it got there right and that's what is so unique about about how he did this and th- that's honestly what blew me away about this issue
2: mm-hmm. Don't doesn't that make you the more you talk about it out loud though doesn't it make you feel like he wanted to make a mark and say Invincible's ending this way yes I don't care I think if, that's the point like, I don't care if other people he said that we knew that before right but I don't care if other people come in and a different writer comes can, in yeah. and does this arc. But this is how it fucking ends. Yeah. The, it ends The Grayson
3: with, family is going to be right here at this point. They're right. going to experience these events. And sure, go ahead, make uh make Marky fight the Angstrom's uh, son, mm-hmm. make something crazy happen. But you know, but matter you have what, to follow but these no points. No matter what, it's going to end with that. Marky has to get to the point where he fights his dad. Exactly. Like, that's awesome. Right. And you know what? We can have that in our own head. You know what I mean? Like we, whether we see it someday mm-hmm. or not it doesn't change the story i don't how but that's
2: i like i i so when i was reading it i was like okay i see what happened and i see and it made me again more hopeful yeah. because we saw a picture of a fist that's not in this comic
3: yeah so what does that mean i i'm keeping my expectations you know in check maybe, you think it's, maybe, just maybe it's just like the cover of the third compendium oh yeah you know I, guess what I mean so. like we can we can yeah but maybe you know we'll see
2: so next we get... Uh, uh, another story arc. We
4: get Ursul coming down and talking with... Uh, Tara. Tara. With Tara, who... I, I'm i kind of assuming this is on Earth.
3: No, I think this no. is the planet. Yeah, no. no, this is the planet from when uh, uh, Tara was a little girl. And Oliver died. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, this is right. the, yeah, this
4: is the so, planet. So um, they're talking about how, you know, Tara set out the war, and she was in the... Um, she was doing her thing, uh, you know, She's, going planet to planet.
3: Tara is very much a, like... Rights activist, like she's yeah. very much about peace, and this is what my father set out to do. Why would I fight in a war? Right, mm-hmm. which I is, love that about yeah, her. Yeah,
4: that's awesome. I love that. Um, but they're talking about that, and he, and she's kind of insinuates that maybe her her father blames her for not being a part of the war. To which, which Ter Ursel uh, is like, No, you're of course your father's not like that at all. He understands why why you set it out, and they're kind of talking talking about it. And uh, Tara's phone beeps.
2: No. No. The most important part of this conversation is when Tara says that the conservation... Oh, yeah. That they're, wants to break away from the empire. And she's going to support it. And she's going to support it, meaning that she's going against her father. It, it, in, against, a manner, well, in a peaceful manner. I don't think that it was she's like... Going, she's doing it old because the way, she was,
3: yeah, but she, the way she was raised was peace. So she's right. doing what she believes to be the peaceful thing. Right. And does that ever happen? I mean, it doesn't really matter, but that mm-hmm. that is she. You, we see that she's struggling with uh, yeah. that.
2: She's her own person,
4: which is yeah. also, amazing in this.
3: Are they in a relationship?
4: I got. I thought the same exact thing. I thought the same exact thing. Did
3: you didn't get that, Bill?
4: Um, I I got that vibe.
2: Maybe it's that's
4: open again, to interpretation to too. Interpretation. Yeah. Why is she there?
3: Yeah. And, Thanks
2: and for agreeing she... to meet me, Ursel. I've got all the time in the world. And the war is she... over. I've got all the time in the world.
3: She uh, says that she could stay, stay with her and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe not. That's the kind of. I mean, yeah, it
2: doesn't have I to think be. That's cool though. Open to interpretation. You know what? Can I ask you a question? Who would you rather date, Tara or Ursel? Absolutely, God. Ursel, because Tara still feels like my daughter. That's, yeah. That's a good answer. I feel the same way. Ursel. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: So her phone rang and she got called away. And he, she. This said, is how we no, know that. No, she says.
2: My father
4: needs to know. Oh, she, well, I'm sorry. She was talking about the um, betterment committee moving away, but she gets a beep on her phone, and Ursel, Ursel's face is like her saying, "It's my mother." I f- feel like yeah. she, knows she knows because yeah. she's, Everybody so she's so knows. Old. This yeah. is like
3: the queen. Right. Um, so she gets called away. This is when I was like, now oh, I "Oh, so much it time... hasn't been 20 years?" Yeah, this because is not... nothing had really indicated how much time had passed. Maybe it was 30 years? Mm-hmm. Because, like, Tara, like, she ages slow. It slows down.
4: Mm-hmm. How old would you say Eve was? Not here. I mean, like, 26. When, when, when she had Tara? Yeah, 20, so it had to be... So for her to look like this, it was probably, like, a good 50 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm. Maybe
4: even more. She's a 30, 30 years, that would make her, what, 57? Or 67? Uh, she looks like she's in her 90s. Yeah, she's, she's it, uh, at least 50 years. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Anyways... Eve, is dying. She's on her deathbed. And she just her last words are that she's so proud of her daughter. And she passes. Well, away, she's which, looking at she's which, looking at both of them. That's true.
4: I think she's proud of but she's saying both of them. Well, she's no, proud she says of, so Tara, those, Tara. Both of them.
3: She does say her name. Yeah. But uh, did you guys notice who's in the who's also on this page?
0: Mm. It
3: can't be a coincidence. But that is the doctor that. Um, uh, Eve's pregnancy doctor. She was no. She yep. that that's looks not her. exactly like her. Yeah, but I, I thought that she's same wearing thing. the same exact outfit. She's a medical. She has she's superpowers so young. to be medical. Maybe she lives forever. She doesn't have superpowers. She did. Remember, she was able to look y- X-ray the, the
2: original the doctor from before when she was pregnant. But not this. You you have no in indication that she has superpowers. She says her heart oh, rate is spiking and one. One. Yeah, yeah. she's looking at a monitor. I'm talking about the original yeah, one. Yeah.
3: I just thought that was an interesting callback, or maybe that just medical people wear the same thing in the invincible universe i don't know but i thought that's at least what i thought
4: um turn the page turn the page turn the page wash your hands turn the page so uh, rocko's
2: modern life nice job uh
4: burst of light what happened burst of light and there is a young eve looking shocked tara says mom and she goes wow i guess i'm essentially immortal
3: Mark says rad. Rad. Uh this was the only time throughout this entire issue that I was a little like, yeah. You know, it's it's because it was kinda quick. Not, yeah, but it's not that it's just quick. It's just like, yeah, we know. You know what I mean? It's I uh. we talked about this. We talked about yeah, because and we and we talk about it in the Kirkman interview. If she did die, we would have had a problem with that, too. Why couldn't she just bring herself back?
2: Because maybe it was only a traumatic sort of, like, yeah, g- yeah. gut-wrenching, you know, thing. Not, like, a Either, peaceful way to die. Yeah.
3: And re- even though I'm saying, like, I was a little like, yeah, whatever. I was grinning. I was grinning. I was so happy. Like, mm-hmm. it's... it's I'm, I'm grinning this entire issue. Um,
4: I liked this page. Mark going from planet to planet. All the aliens. Kind of showing the world betterment and showing... You know, how it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes
2: it doesn't. That's what yeah. I like. Sometimes it works, oh, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Because the top panel and the middle one are the same world. Where he, he was like, here, you know, peace, we, we've we planted food, this will give you enough resources. The and fact then that they survived without seeing each other. And then they die. Like, the entire planet. Wait, you're saying dead. those
3: are the two same planets?
2: No, I'm saying that the top two are related and the bottom two are oh, related. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the same planets. So, the top two... Well, not the same planet. No, I'm saying they're they're... Yeah, the top one and the middle one are the same, and then the bottom two are. I read them as so
3: all four different. I did too. No, planets. They're not
2: different planets. Yeah, they are. No, they're yes, not. Yes, they are. They one hundred percent are. Yeah. No, they're they're the same civilizations though. No, they're
3: not. Because no, Mark not.
2: is saying, Mark is saying in this panel, and I'm gonna read it verbatim. I don't like when we do this, but things will grow here before the provisions were leaving run out. Uh, we're leaving run out. You'll have more food than you can eat. Now your people have no reason to fight, and then the next panel after that is we were 100 years too late. The transmissions we detected um, were older than we thought. They were good people. They just lost their way to greed, talking about like the provisions and stuff that they left them. No, you don't think just, that that was no, that?
3: I took that as a completely new race. I these are sure. all four different races that they go to. Hmm. Eve's not in the first panel, if that helps. But anyways, it's these are yeah. This is just, these are just four stories of them helping different planets. One of them, they got a transmission, and they were just too late. They didn't make it there in time. One of them, they helped. Uh, they helped settle the argument over food. Now they have plenty of food, so now you guys can stop fighting. Oh, no, they're good. Okay, yeah, I guess you're right. I read it differently. That's alright. But no, I, it is okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did like seeing that all the different examples of it. Uh, the next. Oh my gosh! So. Is
4: such. This would have been such an amazing story arc to see, which. Again, is what makes this so awesome. Like leaving it open to interpretation, he leaves you wanting more, but ha- but ended it at yeah, the same but, time. But we don't with, really need
3: it. Yeah, he it's exactly so like wrong.
4: he leaves you wanting more, but gives you a satisfaction. Yeah, that it's so awesome. Like it turns out
3: that Marky pushed Marky himself kind so of far go, went that, crazy a little bit. Yeah, he he idolized his father. He says he worshipped him to the point where he hated him how could he ever live up to him he left him on earth you know and he even brings up the fact that he was born out of hate and tara was born out i of love that's that. so awesome what
2: so my mom cursed me to being dot 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 that bad referring to, so to marky knowing that he's a bad guy that's, that that no. oh
3: it's heartbreaking
2: but it's so true how could it not happen that way
3: like you abandoned this me whole, you left me on Earth because I'm 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 destined to be Yeah bad. Bad
4: because I was born out of hate. This whole oh. conversation uh Mark saying, You're not bad. I'm sorry I left you. I think deep down I just wanted you to live the same life that I did on Earth. Marcus, you're you've done so much good for Earth. Uh you've surpassed me in so many ways. I'm proud of you. This was just a misunderstanding. And Marcus is just Bawling and crying, this whole scene is just so emotional. And it seems like the ending to such, such an epic yeah story, such arc. an
3: epic conclusion. And uh, remember back in Ryan Otley's portion of this issue, Debbie says, "Hey, you'll never know. Maybe he'll remind you of what it's like to be human."
2: And then Mark says, "I remember, me, or don't. I don't want to think about it." Or yeah, like yeah,
3: yeah. I, I was thinking back to that when this was happening, because this is this is Mark all over again. Fighting his dad. You know what I mean? It's like he's having a father-son fight. This time Mark is in the Nolan position. Not in terms of good and evil he's and bad, everything. Yeah. But he's fighting his son. And it's like he... Maybe he... Did he lose touch with Marky? Could he have done more? He apologizes to him. He's saying this was a misunderstanding. I'm sorry I left you down there. I'm proud of you. Maybe he didn't talk to him enough. Maybe, you know... Uh,
4: I think he was kind of doomed to, to live that kind of, Like I think that if if Mark had taken Marky with him... I still think he would have went down kind of the same path.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so.
4: You think that? I, think that, a lo- I You think, think a- that in, that Mark made a mistake by leaving him on Earth?
3: No, I think. Imagine that- ripping him away from. Yeah, his, no, I you know- agree. I think that he, I think that, he was too big to Marky. And he just could never live up to it. So how and could he
4: have avoided it? Maybe, I don't know. I, think I don't it know. Was this inevitable. is such a deep situation. I think I don't it know. was inevitable. Maybe
3: seeing him more often, maybe talking to him more, maybe bringing him every now and then. Like showing him that he is human after all, but he worshipped his father as if he wasn't human almost. So
4: I don't know. Neither of mine. I, <laughs> uh, so I turned this page
3: it. and I almost gasped because the color the color!
2: The color Dude, of Dude, I was just thinking the same... The, the lighting, it looks like it's fucking, like, dusk. And, like, it's just... It feels like the... Uh, I, this 2 Ryan, page I, spread is one of my
3: favorite things in this entire issue. It is issue. so fucking perfect. Tara, the way she's fighting, the way she's moving and dodging, and the, the, the shadow of this so let's, axe let's hammer talk above about her that. head. She's with
4: Mark now. She's back with her father. Yeah. And not only that, she seems to be, like, the Viltrumite Empire's champion.
3: Yeah. Well... Yes, but they also There was also, a change
4: there, for yeah, sure. Oh
3: yeah, obviously well, obviously she's not going against her dad, right? like they've they've made up. They've made up. She's still working for the coalition. At this point, maybe hundreds of years have passed and well, she's, you know, and she's with her family and they're going planet to planet, planet to planet because they're the royal family and it's not so much that she's the champion it's because Mark yeah. even says so, we're all like this. Right, but you know I, what def- I mean like It's so badass. She look look how badass she is standing there. Easy.
2: Her doing so one two three so so three panels and there's the big one that looks so epic and the lighting the fucking lighting in this is amazing. But so the third panel of her like just doing that quick dodge. Yeah. Her face, Corey Walker. Mm -hmm. Look at look at like the expression on the alien's face and just all the action
3: and all like the.
2: Do you notice that
3: the alien had like metal joints? Yeah, that was, was badass. So
2: cool. Yeah, that was really really fucking cool. Catching
3: the hammer and just shattering mm-hmm. it.
4: So the leader, who I'm assuming is the leader of the planet or the king of the planet, yeah, uh, is pissed because you know you're she's, she's not killing you. are too. Yeah, your she, champion is way too small. Yeah, it's our. You know what I mean? I, by, like this is impossible. Rules, by our rules, she has to kill him. And then Terra decides not not to kill him to to spare his life. And he says, "You're gonna, you're gonna allow allow him to live on in shame." This is, this is not our way. He grabs a a big ass sword, and
2: (laughs) shatters it over Mark. And
4: shatters it over Mark like nothing. Um, He says, "You, you're as strong as you're as strong as your champion." And he says, "We all are."
3: Yeah, and it goes on like the this king ends up saying, "You, you have every right to kill me." Well he said he says mm-hmm. how how is
4: it possible that you guys are all this strong and, and you're, you're not, not taking over you're not taking over planets you're going mm-hmm. planet, planet to planet not only that but you're this much stronger than me and you're treating me as an equal. Mm-hmm. He said how how are you guys not how are you the way you are? Yeah. He says it's the vulture way.
3: Yeah, not striking him down, not killing him. Yeah. So, the last two pages of Invincible It's Mark and Eve and Terra together on that planet. We assume it's probably that planet. It looks similar to it. The lighting all feels the Mm -hmm. same. Maybe. Not important. Uh,
4: Eve says, you did it. He says, what? She says, you did everything your father asked. You changed the Viltrumite. You changed the Viltrumites. You turned them into a force for good. Celebrated across the universe.
3: Mark said, he's been thinking about, about the past a lot lately, and something that keeps coming back up in his mind is when him and his father had that fight, you know, so, so many years ago, he said he looked down at me and said, "What will you have after 500 years?"
4: And then they just look off into the sunset., yep. and it ends. And it <sighs> ends.
2: So this is 500 years in the future. Eve has died probably six or seven times, right?
3: I have a question. Aged and When then I died. when I first read this, I didn't really take that as it's been five hundred years. I did. I did. I took that as it's been... I mean, sure, sure, yes. You're not wrong. Oh, you mean like what? Why, Why though? I mean, it could be 300 years. He could still have the same thing going it through could it. Be, it. It could be, could be 700 be a years. It could be 1,000. It doesn't matter. I
4: think it's... Well, I took it as it's been at least 500 years. Yeah. It could have been seven. So, it could have been 1,000. I don't think it was 300.
3: So there's a couple different ways I interpret this ending. I want, to, I want to talk to you guys about this for a second. What do you think he means by this? What do you think he means by... Uh, do you want me to tell you my two interpretations Hmm. when do does he mean that when his dad looked down on him and said what will you have after 500 years his dad was implying you'll have nothing you'll have nothing everything you love will be gone in 500 years you will outlive all of them and then was mark thinking about that and he goes huh he was wrong yeah absolutely or oh god was mark thinking when Nolan said, "What will you have after five hundred years?" and Mark said, "You, I'll have you. I'll have my family." Mm. And not, and not only that, but I'll have you. You'll, you will be in like he has Nolan because of Nolan. He is where he is. I think the both Vils, of those things. The, I think they're. I think they're one. I in love the sa- that. I think they're one and the same. Yeah, he he has Nolan. I'll have you, Dad. Everything he did, everything that led up to this point was because of Nolan. And I mean, obviously him, but mm. you know what I mean, like. He still has him. He still has his dad, but he also has everything. He got it all.
2: I just took it as like face value. Like, yeah. what, what will you have? And and he literally has his daughter and his wife, who is going to live on. Yeah. With him forever and ever. You could not have gotten a more hopeful ending. Like it's literally,
3: to... like, you might as well have just wrote hopeful at the end.
2: All right. So I'm gonna go ahead. and I'm gonna read the next on really quick.
3: Yeah. All right, Bill. Give us the next on. Oh. Oh, they left no, it out of nope. this one. They left it out of this one. Okay. I, I loved this Penpensipals. Kirkman's thank you section in the beginning was yes. so awesome. The way he wrote that was amazing. Every letter was so perfect. Good. good. Sean McQuoid's, holy hell! Like you picked some good letters. All of them were so. I wonder funny, how many so they plenient. got. They
4: probably got a ridiculous amount of oh, letters yeah. Oh, yeah. for this final issue.
3: Yeah. IGN
2: finally reviewed an Invincible comic.
3: Oh, they used to. Every every now and then they did. They reviewed this one. Did they really? Mm -hmm. All right. Do I... All right. What did IGN give this What do you think they
2: they gave it out of a 10?
3: Out of a 10? Mm Mm-hmm. Nine, nine and a half?
2: Eight point, I think (gasps) four. Really? Yeah. They said pretty much what I felt, where that it was a very nostalgic and perfect, like... Little sum up to it, but there was much to be desired in like the stories that were told. That was the point of it, right? Though. I agree. I
3: think they missed the point a little but, bit.
2: But yeah, they missed the point. They, I mean, I don't think that they should. That should negate the score. Yeah. Of what it. would you give it? I would. Again, this is right, me so saying.
3: let me say this: IGN, and we know this from listening to years of mm-hmm. Greg Miller and kind of funny yeah. and IGN stuff. IGN, when they give something a ten, that does not mean perfect. A ten in IGN means masterpiece. There is no perfect game. That's mm-hmm. what they tout. That's what they say. A ten is not perfect. A ten is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this would be a ten.
4: A ten, I agree. A ten.
3: It is a masterpiece. It was. It, I mean, it it was awesome. This it is. Was, uh, if I, if it's if,
2: okay if, to disagree. What no, no no okay with this being an ending? Yeah, it was. It was an ending that I deserved.
3: Yeah, you know? and mm-hmm. it's not. And it, and it was. It's not. Um. It, it, this isn't us. I mean, we talked to Robert about, you know, blowing smoke up his ass or whatever it is. You know, I mean, we're not trying to really rub it in. We would say if we didn't like it as much. We've always he, been this, very he, honest. He wanted have some been criticisms. Been We've
2: he, always been very yeah, honest on this
4: podcast. I know,
3: and when he says he wanted criticism, criticisms, I, I don't have that many. I have very issue. few
2: other than I, I completely understand that. I guess I don't understand why it needed to end now. Like I see the stories that you chose, I would have liked to have seen the Viltrumite and the Coalition fight. I would have liked to Alan and Mark. I don't need to see it. I I would have liked to
3: have seen Marky. But then you want to see the next thing, and then the next thing. I know. That's what
2: I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I would have liked to have seen all those things, but just just end it. Like, and I get it. And the ending that it is here, like, how perfect is it that Mark and Eve get to live forever, forever together, forever. Yeah. I, I don't think that Tara would really live with them like that forever
3: if this was five hundred years. Mm-hmm.
2: But have you guys watched um
3: Maybe she wasn't Alter, Maybe she's Alter carbon? Visiting. No, not yet. Okay. Maybe she was just right. visiting with them. That was one I thing. I just watched the first episode. Tara, Tara looked really young to me in this panel. That's why I wasn't sure. But she would stay that young looking for a while, I suppose. So Yeah, we don't know.
2: We have no idea how the biolo- bi biological yeah, yeah. of Viltramites work. So. so
3: that was it guys. Uh I was 100% satisfied. I was so happy with this ending. Uh it it touched on everything I wanted. It gave us all the right nostalgic moments. Um, it was sad, it was happy. Uh, the art was stunning. Uh it was great.
2: Yeah, there I mean there there was nostalgic, you know, moments bringing it back to the the, be, the, the beginning
3: several times. There over. were
2: there were there, there was Earth moments of like heroes fighting just random villains. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an introduction of a new villain that got you excited. Couple, and of them. then there was closure, and then there was development of a character who we fell in love with, Tara, and we got to see her grow up into a woman. Like, thank you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Thank you. I, I, I would have hated to have it end with her still be young. Like, how great is it that? We that we got to see her grow up. So cool, as so an adult, cool. and she's who I want her to be.
3: Yeah. She's I who know. I want her to be. She is what you want. She
2: is who I fucking want her to grow up to be. Mark, you did a great job raising your daughter. Yeah. Mark, uh, Marky, not so much, you know, because he's a bit of a... Because he didn't really raise him, though. He's a bit of a twat, you know? I mean, from what we understand. Yeah. Oh, you're my dad and Honestly, you Honestly, like,
4: we talked we talked a little more... or um, We talked... Obviously, we've been talking about this for forever, of what we wanted. And the one thing I, I wanted were callbacks. I wanted... Oh, my God, there's so many. And, you got it. And the thing is, like... In spades. Uh... Devin Barry um asked me my opinion of of the final issue yesterday and literally all I said to him was Angstrom has a son. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like
4: that's that's honestly what I think of when I think of this this issue after everything that happens. Everything that happens in this issue and that's what I think. I of. I love stuff you like that.
3: I might not be happy with it TJ. Um just because I I I felt that I, I didn't want you 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 wanted it to end. You we've talked before, but and you got wanted a it. definitive ending. You wanted to make sure that the every like it, it's it's the end. I wasn't sure how you would take those you know those side stories. No, I, love that. perfect. I love that. I love that. It makes perfect. me so it makes me so happy because it calls back to what we loved about Invincible when it was in its prime. This new exciting mysterious world filled with villains and heroes and everything like that. Here's, and you don't know what's gonna happen next. And that is this issue gave it to us.
4: Here's what I think about this issue in regards to what people wanted. I feel like everyone should be extremely happy with this mm-hmm. because if you wanted more Invincible, he gave you a spin-off series. He gave you, you know, uh, an extent uh, 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 an Invincible series 2. He gave you all these different things all in one issue. Mm-hmm. It's all in one and issue. A hap- and a happy ending. He gave and 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 he ended Mark's story. He ended Mark's story. He gave you spin-offs. He gave you a second series with uh Kid Invincible know yeah. or even like,
3: or even invincible girl like we've, can we you right, can go either exactly, way that's what i mean he gave you everything kid, you, listen can't to, listen you can't be satisfied with You can't not be satisfied it's like the two main villains of mark's kids uh kid invincible or whatever his son his main villain could be angstrom levy's son his daughter right. her main villain is the daughter of battle beasts like come on yeah it's perfect it's perfect so, so people people that are like oh i
4: i, I wanted it to to end to to where they can leave it open-ended and maybe they can come back to it like we've talked about. I didn't want that. Maybe other people did. Yeah. I feel like they didn't get it, but at the same time, they got all the story that, that they would want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in all these, these flash-forwards. They got an ending. They
3: yeah. so got an ending. And then I got my ending. Yeah, everyone got, got an ending. and So, I think now is a good time to transition over to something that we had wanted from the beginning of starting this podcast we we got it with our 50th yeah we'd always talked about what it would be like to be able to sit down with robert kirkman and actually pick his brain on a lot of things and uh we uh you know behind the scenes a little we weren't really trying to get in touch with him uh, several months ago or anything because we figured you know let's just wait till the end try and reach out try and get in touch with him and uh hopefully we'll have him on towards the end did not expect it to happen this quickly. It all happened, it happened less than, so than 24 fast. hours. Yeah. Uh, so we scrambled, tried to get it. I mean, we had been planning like questions just in case for a while now, but so it wasn't too bad, but just, you know, it's it pretty stressful. Yeah. Uh, but we pulled it off, and Robert gave us not, not only like an amazing conversation, but an hour of it. So you guys are in for a treat, and uh, Kirkman just sent us a message saying, that was fun, thanks, guys. On, on, online, so
4: anytime the Kirkman like speaks to us, we have to tell people about yeah. it.
2: So
3: here's here's
2: my thing, like, and, and uh, this this is a busy guy, you know what I mean? And we got to to take an hour of his time out of all the properties that he's that he's in control of and that he's working with. He took an hour to talk to three fans
4: that are no we we're, we're I mean honestly we're nobodies we're like. Like we said, like we say in the interview, you know, we're not professionals at this. We're just three invincible fans that but, I mean, sit it, down
2: and talk things out. Like it, had you asked me even a month ago or a year ago, had, would I talk to the man who inspired me to get a tattoo on my body of his words? I'd say no fucking way. There's no way. There's <laughs> no way in a million years I'd ever talk to this guy. Yeah. So it was so so I we I, I apologize for us if in the beginning we just seemed a little geeked
3: out. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, I this mean, is, we deep dive into Invincible. We, yeah. it's, it's, this is geeky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're so excited for you to hear it. We we're really happy with how it went. Um, you guys ready? Enjoy. Enjoy. Here it is. First off, I want to say thank you, obviously, for, you know, coming onto this podcast with us and talking with us, uh, but not only for that, but, you know, for creating this thing that we're so passionate about, co-creating and writing. Um Sure. And sticking the landing. Well done. One forty four. Oh hey. Holy shit. Good. Yeah, what are the I gotta say, uh
1: right off the bat, you guys, uh uh if we do I don't know if this interview is gonna be like plugged into the last part of the podcast or whatever, but Mm -hmm. if uh uh, if it's if this is all like roses and uh, you know like oh you did a great job nice job and then at the beginning of the podcast you guys are like I didn't like this part I didn't like that part and you're like protecting me from that I'm gonna be super angry. There's no way, man. not at all. <laughs> See that was the first thing that was the first
2: thing that I said too is I was like we're we're hypercritical like ever since we started the podcast we started breaking things apart and I was like I wonder I mean how often do you listen do you listen often have you listened before or I've listened before. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for <laughs> anything bad I've ever said, Robert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. No, I mean I've listened to a few episodes. I don't, I don't recall Did... you guys ever saying anything uh, nasty about me. No, uh, I mean I will say this thing though. I, I got I gotta critique you guys. Your intro is infuriating because uh, uh, you guys talk about Ryan and Corey a lot, but you always open the podcast with invincible a comic book by robert kirkman and, and, no you know one else. and, and it's you, like come on guys it's and not you that hard to say I, three I, names
3: i honestly thought about that about three or so issues ago if you or episodes ago if you go back i actually changed the wording to say uh, a podcast uh, a, a comic book written by robert kirkman um uh, only be only because it started to bother me and i have to i get in that rhythm where i do the intro and i have to learn like reteach myself to say it but you know what we haven't done the intro yet for this episode, so. And Whatever now, you say goes now, back.
4: like, this is your podcast now. Right. You're taking over. Oh, great. Right. Awesome.
1: Well, I think it should be about Transformers, because oh. that's more interesting to me. Not but, at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a whole segment on Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. Hey, now we're talking. <laughs> no, was
4: honestly, like, after you uh, reached out to us yesterday, I uh, I texted the guys, and I was like, you know, it's going to be kind of awkward when I tell Kirkman that, we hated that I hated the ending, and just joking around, honestly. And Ryan's response was, You've got to be kidding me there's <laughs> no because there's no way, there's no way, there's no way you, were, you hated it. I mean, we, we try not to talk about it until yeah. you know we get on the I podcast. Mean, we, we obviously have questions for you and we'll get into it, but I mean, cool. I, th- I think that the the problem with things that typically build and build and build to the end. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's so much expectation that gets put on the end that people are typically let down. I was fully prepared for it to be mediocre and it just (laughs) blew, it blew me and and all of us away. It was insane. So good.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's awesome. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, uh, writing it, I was fully prepared for, uh, uh, everyone to be like, well, this, this wasn't satisfying, uh, (laughs) just because, you know, like I've, I've, I've enjoyed things and been disappointed in finales and, and final issues and things before and so uh uh, the whole time i was writing it i was like i'm really i'm really trying i'm really trying i hope this is good but uh i'm pretty sure there's gonna be another one where people are like "Ah, did you just introduce angstrom's son and he's got like a talking fox and (laughs) like why did you do
3: that so uh so uh, i don't know we'll see yeah uh, i think satisfied was one of the first things i I would say like right after i finished i was like this is this is i feel so fulfilled like it was it Mm -hmm. was amazing did did Oh, did you know like the format
2: that you were going to do from like almost the very beginning when you knew you were going to end the comic? Did you know that's how the format was going to be like the time jumps going through like that?
1: Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I talked a little bit in the interview with uh, Mashable that uh, um, what, what eventually became the end of Invincible started uh, after I was, after I had written issue 100 and, I was like, "Oh, you know, I was working towards the Viltrumite War for so long, and now that that's wrapped up, like I don't really have like a big goal that I'm working towards. Like I had a lot of stories that I was doing and mm-hmm. and I knew like, you know, what the next like, you know, 10, 15, 20 issues were, but I didn't have that like big thing. And so I just started like as a as an exercise uh, writing towards an end. Like, you know what? Like I'll I'll just say like I don't know like what would the end of invincible be and and I and I started like figuring that out uh and and uh uh and that was the the gladiator scene with adulterra and oh, yeah. uh, and the and the bits of uh, uh of mark talking about his conversation with his dad during the fight and everything and uh and I knew that uh uh you know that I wanted to do like a lot of like spacey cosmic stuff in the, in the last half and then as we got closer to the to the you know as at, As it eventually, you know, actually became the end, um, you know, I knew that, uh, I mean, it it wasn't always expected that Corey would come back to do six issues, uh, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I always wanted him to do uh, a lot or as much chunk as he could of the last issue. And uh, uh, Ryan does not, uh, I, I've talked about this publicly. I don't know if he'd like this. He was not a huge fan of Invincible being in space.
3: We talked to him yeah. about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, I, I, don't, I, didn't do, I didn't get into this to draw not superheroes and spaceships and like aliens and, and busy streets. Like he was not, not, not loving the Telescria stuff. And so I was like, Oh, well, you know, then I'll get, I'll get Corey to do the space stuff. And, uh, uh, so, so when that happened, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, eventually, I mean, again, I've been working towards this for years, but, um, the, the having the first half focus on, uh, Marky and Marcus and the second half, uh, you know, focus on Tara and Mark, um, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, it, it started taking shape in my head that, that oh, it would be cool if Ryan did all the, the you know, uh, Marcus issue one uh, stuff and then Corey came in and did the wrap up.
2: Mm-hmm. It felt very cinematic in a it way, did. like the did. way that it flowed. And and we talk about it on the podcast a lot, um, where sometimes where Corey comes in and then, you know, Otley comes back, like it almost feels like a different arc and, and jarring almost. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Jarring being a bad word, but like just different. And this felt so seamless. Sure. It felt so seamless. So seamless. Like, and I mm-hmm. was like, even the first page where where
3: Tara said, "Where are we going?" and he said, "Everywhere." Well, it was great using the same art of the uh, Viltrumite ships yeah. flying away. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, yeah. that's that.
2: that's Corey, and it looks it looks like Corey Walker, but it's so perfect. Yeah, it's it, so it was perfect. So good.
3: Uh, I like that. I like that you had you know you have Marcus and Otley doing his thing on Earth, the thing that he always loved, and then you have the space stuff with Corey and uh with Tara's point of view splitting it up like that was amazing um now cool how uh you talked about you know you writing this over the course of you know maybe the last few years or whatever or uh, leading to it um have you ever played with the idea of just killing everybody you know like because that's I mean <laughs> everybody was, was
4: 100 death of, death of all things is that some, something that either for that or for the final issue you thought about doing
1: no, I mean, the gag for the death of everyone storyline was always that no one dies. <laughs> right. So because I was kind of poking fun at how uh, Marvel does these storylines where it's like the death of Wolverine. And you're oh, like, yeah, why yeah. am I? Yeah. Why am I reading this story? It's it's called <laughs> the death of Wolverine, you know, that's part um, of what makes
4: this so good, too, is, is your yeah. how you make fun of things like that.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi, spoiler alert, isn't called Star Wars, the one where Luke dies, you know, so, (laughs) um, you know, it's not, uh, uh, you know, it just didn't make sense to me. So I thought it'd be really cool to do an Invincible storyline where we say everyone dies and then no one does. Mm -hmm. So uh, and I almost called that the death of Invincible. But then I thought. Uh, the death of everyone sounds cooler, it but, uh, but no, I, I haven't ever, uh, just thought about like, you know, killing everyone off. Well, especially for the end of the book, just because, um, you know, that'd be a fairly unsatisfactory ending, you know, you'd be like, Oh, okay. It has a like, very
3: like, positive, uh, happy ending. And it's very hopeful. And it's the, the kind <laughs> of thing that like, I mean, Invincible has always done that. It's always had extremely dark, tragic things happen to our hero. And then somehow good comes of it and uh that being resonant in the end is
1: awesome oh no no thanks i mean this is uh i, I feel this is this is weird is this going to be a podcast to me and compliments the whole time because no, 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 we that's... can do this every day oh, but questions. uh <laughs> uh no 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 that's good but uh but yeah i mean i just um you know if you've been reading this book for 15 years um you know, I I am fully aware that you know some people are sad about this book wrapping up. I'm sad about this book wrapping up, um, even though you know Ryan, Corey, and I are the cause of the sadness. But uh, <laughs> uh, but you know to to you know not I, I don't know I like to to end on a sad note. Uh, I feel like would do the audience a disservice, and you know I wanted to I wanted to give someone a sense that you know you'd completed a journey by reading all these issues, and that. Uh, you know, there was some optimism and some some hopefulness to that, so that you would, uh, you know, feel good. You know, I don't want people to feel good when they get to the end of this.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, I lost that bet, didn't I? Because yeah. we had a we had a running bet of everything oh, that would happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I and I thought that it would end tragically, and it was so fucking hopeful. Hmm. Just, no,
1: I've listened. I've listened to the last couple episodes, and uh, oh I can't remember exactly what it was, but there were a few times where you guys were like really close, and I was like, God. Oh
7: son of a bitch
1: like, that's not good am I am I Am I telegraphing things too much am I am I doing the obvious well, okay, and then when so, you were like oh it's going to be depressing it's going to be so depressing I was like ah yeah, yeah right, these guys
3: <laughs> so I mean that, that being said I mean Eve I mean is that was there any other oh way yeah to the it? Eve thing was I it, think
1: you guys yeah you guys caught on to that and I was like god damn
3: it I mean but, uh, but then again if she had died we would have just said you know why couldn't she have done that and then we right. would have argued that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely telegraphed that too much because you know she had been injured two times in a fatal way and been brought back. So uh, I feel like that one was uh, that one was fairly obvious. I'm going to critique you guys on that one. You yeah. guys, that was an easy one. Come that on, was an easy one I was
2: so guess. proud of that shit, man. When I read that, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, don't
1: that's... be proud. It was obvious.
2: <laughs> but I, mean, I think that that goes to your commitment to like the characters that you've created you know what i mean there's a lot of consistency through like because if she did die you'd be like no because she's close to death we've already talked about how her powers can activate and stuff like that so i again i couldn't see it ending any other way so you're right perfect you're right you're right i was yeah
1: and and uh and i didn't i didn't know that i would ever get to this stuff back then but when i had uh benito sereno and nate Bellegarde do the invent the adam eve uh miniseries uh, that's where I had them introduce the concept of her. Uh,
0: mental block. She has
1: a yeah. She has the mental block that keeps her powers from being too powerful. Uh, you know, because I knew that eventually I was going to reveal that she was immortal, so that she could live forever with Mark Grayson. So, mm. um, so some of the, you know, I'm just saying, like, some of that stuff, you know, I, I, I planned for for a pretty long time.
2: <gasps> oh, that's actually depressing because she's going to outlive Mark. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she might.
2: <laughs> it Boom! It's tragic. I oh, win. Boy. Tragic.
1: All right, so I got I got a question for or you. Or maybe uh, maybe the the death of Mark will be so traumatic it'll break her uh, oh, yeah. her mental block and she can save Mark's life. Well.
4: Yeah, touche. We got the writer. And then they'll
1: just they'll just live on forever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you just coined it. If it comes from Robert Kirkman, then that's what happened. So, uh, period. What were you gonna say? Uh, so yeah, my question: uh, Battle Beast's daughter. Can we assume that that's also the daughter yeah. of Thresha? Is that the the daughter no. of Thresha? No.
1: No, no, that's uh uh well, now you guys are getting me on, this, on the on a thing. Uh uh Yeah, that's like Battle Beast's daughter from his planet. Like, and she's an adult, so she would be too old because she was in the the past in Marcus's story. okay. And so uh that was just, you know. Uh, I was I uh, was
2: trying to find that timeline. I was like, where where was it? Because I was like, how long has passed? Like, with oh, the, yeah, with Is, the fight with Marky and him sitting on. I was like, oh, that's like super far in the future because Eve already died. So that's at least a hundred years.
1: Right. We, and, yeah.
3: And we see the new battle beast fighting in the coalition war, in the background. Yeah. In the yep, she's there. Um, and
1: she lives. She lives for a long time. Who cares? But yeah. uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, th- yeah, but no, that's uh, she's not uh, not Thresh's, uh, daughter at all. Okay. No. I think I think I that's
4: that's one thing that I loved about the the final issue too. Is like whenever when people think about the final issue, all they th- all they keep talking about is who's gonna die, who's gonna get killed Resolution. off. But you introduce so many new characters in a final issue, and not only that, but you brought back Nightwing. You, yeah thank or, you yeah or darkwing
1: i'm sorry darkwing <laughs> darkwing yeah but uh darkwing nightwing whichever one uh but uh you know get get all the graysons in this book um but uh uh yeah i don't know i i, I was pretty happy with that i mean uh, i think it's uh, absolutely ridiculous to uh introduce a ton of characters in the final issue but uh that was kind of fun and and honestly um uh, just the random characters that Corey put on the splash page, uh, of them fighting the, uh, the coalition of planets. Yes. Uh, you know, some of those, I was just like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even write those in. Uh, and then it's funny, he was drawing that page and I was like, you know what, to me, uh, Universa could <laughs> <saw> totally <laughs> be working for the coalition at this point. I mean, was... it's been a long time. Uh, and, uh, and, and I did that <laughs> for a lot of reasons. One, uh, Corey has all, he designed universal, but he'd never actually been able to draw her in the book. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, and so he's always been like, oh, can you put you in a versa? Like anytime he'd come back to do an issue, uh, and I never was able to. Uh, and then I put that joke in the letters column a couple of times, like, well, you're not gonna yeah, see Universal, and I meant, and I not, and I meant that because I was like, I'm not gonna be able to fit her into the last issue. Uh, but then, uh, then, then we did. So, uh, so it almost seems like it was a planned gag, but it, it really wasn't.
3: No, I, I just, I just liked how she was like right in
2: the corner. She's like, Yay! yeah, I, I,
3: that's what made it even better. I laughed out loud because of all the times you said that she's not going to be in it she's not going to be in it it was great yeah
4: <laughs> my my question was uh you kind of ended this on on your own terms you said you didn't really you'd you'd rather just end it yourself rather than see it mm-hmm. in the head of someone else doing it bad do you have this when the time comes down the road do you see the same kind of thing when it comes to outcast and walking dead do you do you would you want to end those on your own terms well, not just, the times, time. yeah, and,
3: and not just on your own terms, but could you ever see somebody else writing Taking it? Because over. you always talked about Invincible could do this, but then you kind of was like, no, let's just end it.
1: Yeah, I mean, even even like years ago when I would talk about it, I would say, you know, Walking Dead, I'm going to write that until I'm terrible. And it'll, you know, I'll write that one into the ground and, and no one will want to read it by the time it's over. And I'll keep writing it. Invincible, because it was a superhero comic... Uh, and it's a little different thing. And and because I am actually a huge fan of, you know, Marvel and DC Comics historically. And, you know, I like the fact that, like, you know, Daredevil wasn't even really Daredevil until Frank Miller came along. And you were like, whoa, what the hell is all this stuff? You know, um, you know, I really thought, like, oh, it'd be really cool if there was another creator that could come in and and go, oh, you think this is invincible or this has actually been going on? And this is, you know, and, like stuff that I could have never, you know, thought of. Um, and that, you know, really appealed to me. Um, but, uh, as I've said in many interviews, uh, you know, Invincible has always been about going against type and that's actually what superhero comics do. And so when I was writing this hypothetical ending that wasn't really intended to be the end, it was just supposed to kind of give me a drive to work towards. And then, you know, I'd be able to do different stuff after that. Uh, I started to realize like, you know, this is like a really poignant thing to, to see the Viltramite empire transformed into a force for good and to see Mark's humanity from earth, uh, you know, affecting this alien race and, 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 and it really kind of tied the theme of the book together Mm -hmm. in a, in a pretty cool way. And, and, and I thought like, I've been very careful every time I've come up with anything to do in the invincible series. Like, well, how will I ever top this? Like, what could I do after that? and, you know, like dumb things like, well, I don't know, they, they 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 punched a planet and it blew up, so maybe at some point, uh, so maybe at some point I'll have to have someone fight on the sun, you know, like just oh. trying to come up with like little goofy stuff like that to always kind of like have like a one-up thing. And, uh, uh, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know where the story thematically goes after that point. I feel like that's such a, a striking resolution that there's not really anything left to do. And that's when I was like, you know, oh no! This this is this is exactly what Invincible would do. Like Invincible would do what you know, Spider Man and X Men and Batman and Superman will never do, and actually, you know, wrap up. Mm-hmm, Plus, mm-hmm. guys, I'm very busy. I have so much stuff. I I, 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 I need to take a nap.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that especially tied in with Ryan wanting to move on to try other things like. It, it worked yeah. out. It worked out. But I don't, wanna, I don't want
1: to. I don't want to. I don't want to blame Ryan. I don't want anybody. I don't want any Invincible fans out there to be like, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute, Ryan! Ryan wanted to abandon this book. Like, what the heck? I could have talked him into staying." Let's just put that out there right now. Uh, you know. So,
0: like, it's gonna it's gonna
2: get back to Earth, Ryan. Wink, wink. We promise you can. it yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. Four They're fighting later. in the snow
1: every issue. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great.
2: So, what what is your like normal writing situation like do you like to have music in the background like what do you normally do? do you do you have to have quiet like what do you where do you write like what's what in the, what's what does Kirkman do to, to say yeah
1: I, I I usually listen to music, but I don't um so like I have a lot of like favorite bands and I listen to music and stuff, but I can't name any songs by my favorite bands and I don't really know the words to a lot of songs because I listen to music while I write and so it's like background noise that mm-hmm. um I, oddly enough, I feel like it kind of drives my mood. Like sometimes I'll, 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 like I feel like I write faster when I listen to upbeat music, and I write slower when I listen to more somber things. Um, and so, uh, you know, that I feel like helps me out. But uh, uh, as far as like where I write, I write pretty much everywhere. I mean, you know, I write at my house, I write in an office, I write in an airport, I write on a plane, I write in hotel rooms. On the um, side of Paul. You know, I. Yeah, I, I've written on the set of Paul. Yeah, that was fun. Um, you know, I'll often be sitting on the set of Walking Dead, and, you know, the monitors will be up, and the producers will be around, and, you know, actors will be working, and I'll just be like, I'm typing Invincible on the little laptop here. Like, <laughs> yeah, the you know, shot, shot looks great. Shot looks great. <laughs> Keep going here. A, you know. Uh, and it's cool, because then the actors will walk up and be like, man, you're always working. I'm like, I sure am. Look how, look how, how hardworking and cool I am. I'm I'm writing while working it's lame, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, so I, I write pretty much anyway.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, we appreciate it. Um, so, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> uh,
1: so how has writing scripts, do you things? appreciate it? Cause I don't hear the outcast pod
3: outcast podcast,
1: yes, but that's fine. Yeah. A- oh, Wait, no. actually, I think
3: there's a, you- there's an official one.
1: I think, well, I think skybound skybound does an outcast yeah, podcast, they actually but, does. Uh, but yeah.
3: So,
4: you know, this is our, I don't know if you know this, this is also our 50th episode
1: um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, so, as somebody who appreciates the milestones, yeah, I mean, so I yeah. mean, are we have. Aren't to- you glad we put this issue out late so that it could fall on right. the right perfect. Episode. That's what I said.
2: <laughs> I was, I was in the tub. When watching Waterworld, when tell me Ryan, more.
0: When Ryan, oh, wait, I'll tell you hey, more. Wait, yes, wait, I was watching you watch, Waterworld. Yep, I you
2: was
1: watching Waterworld. In the tub?
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, I did.
1: Like you, very much okay. like you,
2: I have to have like slow music when I'm doing slow things and and wa- sure. watching Waterworld when I'm taking a bath. So, <laughs> I mean, going... but when he wrote when when they texted me, I was like, this is why he delayed the issue. Just so so, the, could, so yeah. we could do
4: it on the 50th. Yeah. But no, I mean, we haven't talked about it on the air yet, and uh what better
1: that's exactly it
4: yeah i mean we haven't talked about it on the air yet but i think what a, what a better time to to say it but now um with you here we're talking about doing a a spinoff podcast i guess or a, another podcast uh for oblivion song because we can't wait for that to come out that's going to be awesome
1: oh awesome no that's that's really great guys yeah please do yeah that's very cool produced
2: by robert kirkman
3: everyone called uh, oh, the Oblivion, yeah great <laughs> <Oblivion song sing-along. laughs> um anyways we were talking about you writing uh i had another question about that regarding um sure. uh, how your writing style or how your process has changed since the early days of invincible uh obviously you've probably developed a you know a, a quick hand with otley or Corey and stuff like that so how has that changed
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, well, I mean, when I start working with an artist, um, yeah, my scripts tend to be a little bit longer just because uh, I don't know what the touchstones that we have in common are, you know? And yeah. so, I, you know, you, you'll develop a, a shorthand when you know what kind of movie someone likes or you know... Uh, You know, if you've been to conventions and I mean, you know, I can with Ryan and like, oh, it's like that one building in San Diego that we were walking by. You know, Uh, there's like little things like that that really streamline the process. Uh, My scripts are also like really terrible and like uh, uh, Corey will make fun of it sometimes because uh, I I, I like to make my scripts very conversational because I feel like there's sometimes valuable information in what I type. So uh, like sometimes I'll be like. Uh, you know they're coming down a cliffside and they're like, uh, you know, jumping over a rock and kicking a dude, or yeah, I don't know, like maybe they're going around the rock and like tackling a guy, like you know, whichever one. And he'll just be like, "Why don't you make up your mind? Uh, just tell me what you want." And I'm like, "Well, no, like you know, you decide like which one you think would look better and work, you know." Uh, so uh, uh, so so yeah, um, so yeah, the, my my scripts tend to ramble a little bit more, but you know, with Charlie Adlard, uh, it's just like, these guys are here. This is what they're doing. You know, it's all very succinct. And, and I know that he, you know, will do the staging right and, you know, put all the characters in in the right place and, 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 you know, build the scene. Uh, and you know, it's the same with Ryan and Corey and everything too. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And then I've got new guys I work with where it's like, here's a Bible. And they're like, Oh God. Um,
4: so looking back at tie-ins, like Britt Wolfman, and Tech Jacket, are there any characters that you kind of wish would have had a, a spinoff series of their
1: own? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Britt did have a spinoff series. I'd love to have more Brit. Um, but uh, I'd like to do, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I'll ever do this uh, now, so I need to make sure I I, I say that, just because I feel like, uh, you know, opening up the Invincible Universe again um, you know, might not be the best thing. I mean, I don't know. Like, there might be more Capes or Wolfman or something like that. Who knows? But oh, uh, I yes. really love the character of uh, Best Tiger. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, and and I and I never really got to write him much because uh, Phil Hester uh, wrote him a bunch in Invincible Universe and his Guarding the Globe miniseries. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, I, I had him show up a couple times in Invincible, but I never really got to do a lot with him. And I, I always thought he was great.
4: Yeah, I too, too. I love that. I love Best Tiger. Um, are there any story arcs that you think you're like particularly proud of or, or kind of your favorites going back that, that you like to reminisce about <laughs> and kind of, uh, really... I mean,
1: reminisce about, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the conquest of, Yeah. um, you know, and, uh, uh, and, 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 you know, like his death and stuff in, in the village my war. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I, don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really think about it all that much. I, I there are certainly like chunks of the comic where I'm like, man, eh, I could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there are some places where it kind of meanders. I don't know. Like, I, I think if I, if I, if I were to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to stop trying to pretend to be humble, um, the the bulletproof uh, i think it's issue 97 the like half issue where bulletproof uh murders his parents and yeah, then covers up the murder 80, 80, with his girlfriend yeah, like, 97, yeah. yeah yeah uh uh i was i'm, I'm pretty happy with that <laughs> without with that played out and uh and i never intended to go back to it like i wanted that to just be this dark secret that the readers share with bulletproof um and then the fact that it jumps to Philip Schaff in yes. the page after that where he's, like, making fun of it. Uh, I was always proud of – I mean, I'm proud of how that issue turned out, but also proud of being able to build a series where you can do the absolute, like, stupidest things that no one should ever be able to do in a story. Um, you know, where, where the tone can just turn on a dime and – you know, the, the comic can go from like the absolute darkest moment to the stupidest, silliest moment. And, and people are like, yeah, that's what this book does. Like, that's fine. You know, whereas if I were to do that in Outcast, people would be like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to read this anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I, I don't know, like that, that I think is pretty cool.
3: And that reminds me, uh, Flip Shaf actually says in that issue as well that, you know, Mark asks him why, why'd you have to do uh, 15 covers? You know, 15 variants for that issue. <laughs> so uh, yeah. the last time we had a uh, big monumental issue was 100 and we had, you know, 500 covers. Uh, what, what was the decision between, between uh, uh, only doing two for 144?
1: Uh, I mean... Not that I'm complaining co- because... No, I, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, you now, I remember you guys speculating that there'd be like a billion covers and I was like, no, nah, they're wrong. But uh, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole point, You can say that variant covers are a ploy to, you know, drive more income out of an issue, and and that is true. But I've always, you know, kind of wanted it to get more books out there so that it can build readership. Uh, And so every benchmark that we would hit, every massive issue, I would try to think of different ways to, um, you know, goose numbers to get more readers onto the book. And uh, when you're doing your last issue, that's not that important.
3: Yeah. I, and I mean,
1: so I was like, you know, one cover by Ryan, one cover by Corey. Like, I think I don't want to issue. muck it up with with other. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to, like, mess it up with other things. And, um, you know, and that one. What variant, a, go ahead. I was go ahead, just no. going to say what what other artists deserve to draw the last issue. Exactly. That uh, cover, you know, like, no, that's you what, know, I,
2: mean, like, I agree. And that one that, variant from Corey Walker when they dropped it was an, that, was really an entire said, episode. We yeah. like just talked about a fucking cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: But, it, but oh, it was so good. But that I remember so how cool. it
2: changed everything, like,
3: and it, and it changed. And that carried over into, we, again, we haven't talked about the new issue yet, but that excitement when we saw that cover carried mm-hmm. over when we read this. It issue. almost
2: felt like a natural progression. Like, yeah. we had this, this, and we're always so speculative when we see covers. Like, why is why is Invincible angry? Like, you know, it, yeah, like yeah. he had an angry look like, who died? You know what I mean?
3: But ever since yeah. the days yeah. of uh, early Walking Dead, when you see the guy hanging, And we're like, oh, shit. And they talk about hanging that guy in the prison and it never actually happens. Never actually. I love I love, you know, and and do you I mean, you obviously intentionally, you know, put misleading misleading covers out there because they come out. Oh, I
1: mean, I mean, for sure. I mean, why? Why is Mark angry on Ryan's cover for the last issue? Because I thought that would be like interesting and misleading. Like,
3: yeah. You know, like, oh,
1: maybe he goes evil. You know, right. like, maybe maybe something really bad happens. Uh, uh, if he was just standing there, like, looking happy or whatever, it'd he, be like, well, this is, this is not a, as, a, as an exciting of a cover. Uh, so, yeah. Britt's on the cover, too. He is on the cover. Yeah. He
3: is on the cover. Pretty prominent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool <laughs> if Britt was on the cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because right, I, I gave Ryan a list, I think. I was just like, I don't know, I'll put these guys on here. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, Brit does not show up at all. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in
2: the world, so it makes sense. Like, why can't he be I, on cover, I, right? I always thought he was going to Sure. Die. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh. Just, I just, I just love Brit. That's why he's on there.
2: mm mm-hmm. well, I don't
1: think, yeah, Craig does appear. Never mind. All right, go ahead.
4: I was just about to, I, I mean, you kind of just answered my question. I think maybe, uh. I was going to ask you the same thing about story arcs, only with characters. You mentioned Best Tiger, you mentioned Brit, but are there, uh, like, favorite characters that you're kind of proud of writing? Like, me personally, I think that... I've always thought that Rex Blode was one of, like, the best characters I've ever... Like, he has such a cool personality. I love that he was, like, misunderstood. Ryan loves Powerplex, who's also an amazing character, and then Bill's favorite is... As a lot of people's favorite, and it deserves to be Battle Beast. So, do you have a... Do you have a
1: character that you... Uh, I mean, I you know, I, uh, as far as like favorites, like I don't really have like, oh, this character I like more than all the other characters because, um, you know, it, it, it is it is somewhat like you know picking your favorite child, and and yeah. I do have to love every character like while I'm writing the characters. I think the in the last couple of years the most fun one to write was Tara, yeah, um, dude, and you know I would get really excited when I got to her scenes, um, so uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Ryan did not enjoy drawing her. Corey did, uh, so uh, so that was fun. But uh, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I like I like Alan and, and Telia. I like their relationship, and and I think there, there's some good gags there. Um, I don't know. The gag stuff is always uh, always the stuff that appeals the most to me. That was always <laughs> the funny bits and things. That
2: was always a big topic that that I would like stop the podcast to talk about is how stupidly adorable Tara was, and I have two kids. And you write her so well, like just the stupid <laughs> stuff that she would say. I was like, oh my god, my daughter would say that.
1: Her and Eddie. Oh well, uh, sometimes my daughter, who is eight, uh, would say things, and I would write it down, and then have Tara say it. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's yeah. So a lot of it, uh, and Corey kind of molded her uh, her look a little bit off my daughter too. So, wow.
3: so yeah. Was uh, I mean I I know Corey had been drawing you know a girl since like. Geez, the earliest one 2011? I saw was like 2007 almost. Seven? Was, uh, yeah. Was that ever, was that always going to end up in the comic, do you think?
1: No, no, no. I mean, just, no, I just, just thought.
3: worked out perfect? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, uh, I think in Vince a Girl, I'd have okay. to ask Corey to be, sh- to be uh, uh, sure, so don't quote me on this, but uh, he just started drawing her. Uh, for fun, and it was just a gender-swapped, you know, Mark yeah. Grayson. Like, I don't think it was ever intended to be a different character. It was just like, oh, this, you know, this is what Mark would look like if he were a woman. And, uh, uh, you know, and that's why he did, uh, like, Young uh, uh, young, lady. Young, uh, young Lady Omni-Man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, which is great. And, and Corey was the one that suggested uh, uh, Kid Omni-Man. Uh, he 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 really likes the 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 contradictory uh, weird names, um, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean I, that just I, I, you know while I was uh, you know planning all this stuff out, um, I had always intended for Adult Terra to be you know in that gladiator uh, match, like kind of proving out the the you know the future of the Viltramites and how they behave differently now, uh, but the fact that she's Wearing an Invincible costume and the fact that Mark changes the Viltrumite colors to yellow and blue was something that came up. I came up with much later. And that's when I went to Corey and was like, would you mind if, you know, we just like put her in an Invincible costume? And so she was kind of like Invincible girl And he was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. So, um, so yeah. So that's, that's how that all came about. But, you know, it seems like it was something that we planned for years. But in that case, it wasn't.
2: Yeah. So before we segue... Um, because this is kind of a, a, an appropriate question for both things, because we're going to talk about the movie, and, and we, oh, okay. want, we want exclusive news. Um, <laughs>
1: You're not going to get it. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but I've I've always thought that you were such a revolutionary writer in that, like, just just your tone, like, it. that's a Kirkman book. That feels like Kirkman. Even if the tone is different, Walking Dead is completely different from Invincible, but you know it's you. That I feel like you could have such a voice in other mediums, like movies, T V shows, writing your own sure. things. and I know that you've written for Walking Dead and, and um but oh, have casting. you have you thought about taking the next step like into other mediums and, and
1: yeah. novels? Well, and first and... of all, first of all, Uh-oh. referring to it as the next step, like it's some kind of uh, uh, step up or step forward. Is offensive to the medium of comics that we all love. Um, I, I mean, I wrote the pilot for Outcast, and uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've written a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I think that for me, what I prefer to do in television and movies is uh, newer stuff. I think that um, you know, like adapting my own things is 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 cool and fun and everything. but uh, I really enjoy writing comics and and I really enjoy. Uh, you know, doing the stories that I'm doing there. Uh, when it comes to other mediums, and I am working in other mediums. Uh, you know, I've got a deal at Amazon. I've got a deal at Universal. We're doing all kinds of stuff at Skybound. Um, you know, I, I, I like to change it up. I like to you know write different stuff. So, uh, uh, so you know, we'll, we'll. I don't know. I can't say much more without spoiling things. Yeah. But, uh, but we'll see.
4: Um, speaking of the of the movie, like the Invincible movie, uh, what do do you have like a role? Like a pro, are you a producer or
1: yeah yeah sorry i'm I'm nodding but uh yeah it's it's been announced that uh uh yeah I'll, I'll I'll be a producer along with you know seth and evan and and uh david Alpert and uh our skybound people and and uh uh you know other producers that are on Seth and Evan's side like there's gonna be a ton of producers, i'll be one of them so, so, so yeah i mean so you know like uh uh you know i'm working hand in hand with those guys uh I'm always careful you know uh i don't want it to seem like you know, like they're working at my pleasure or or anything like that. Like that's not the case. Like they're very much, you know, taking the ball and running with it. But you know, we've been uh, very communicative, and uh, uh, you know, we're very much talking over the the plans that they have and the things that they want to do. And uh, you know, I I do consider it my responsibility, you know, much the same way as I did with Walking Dead to make sure that you know we get an invincible movie that the fans of Invincible will, will love as much as they do the comic. And so, uh, you know, that's, it's, that's something that I take very seriously. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm very much in the mix and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, just choosing to partner with Seth and Evan, uh, you know, is a big step toward that. I think that, uh, if you look at their filmography, there is a, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, uh, you know lends itself to an invincible-like story that I think indicates uh, you know that that they will do a good job. Uh, you know, like Superbad is a very good example of you know how they handle very real you know teenage situations and teenage characters, and um, and, and and they're just really talented guys. So uh, uh, you know, we're in good hands. Yeah.
4: So mm-hmm. with. Like, we don't know really much about the movie industry or things like that, but we're so hungry. Obviously, we know you can't say too much about it, but sure. um, with us not knowing about the movie industry, how long does it normally take for you guys to start casting or like when, when can we, uh, in a very broad timeline, may, might we hear about some casting news? Like a year from now or two years from now?
1: Yeah, yeah. There, There is no timeline. Yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's all about uh it's all about hurdles you know right now we're uh, working on the outline once the outline is done and approved and everything is is working then it'll go to script once the script is done and approved and everything is working everyone's satisfaction uh you know we'll get the green light to you know start to move toward production yeah. uh and once that happens then you know it's a quick hop skip and a jump to um, you know, casting and filming and all that kind of stuff. And and the way these things work, uh, the term out in, in L.A. is uh, you got to hurry up and wait. And so, uh, you know, they, it's it's you know you'll see, you'll spend all this time developing, and then when they're like, okay, you got to go, picture, it's time to go. Like everything will ramp up very quickly, and that's when you'll have very public. You know, like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen, and now look at this, and now there's casting, and now there's a trailer, and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we have not quite gotten to that point yet. So, you know, once we get through these hurdles, then, you know, you'll start to hear more and more. So, uh, right now, just, uh, you know, just just be excited and hope oh, yeah. for more news soon. And, uh, you know, don't, don't expect to see a release date anytime soon or anything. It's yeah. still very early on.
4: Oh, We're yeah. excited, but we can be patient. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We yeah. want it to be Good. great, so... Yeah, I'd it's just so.
2: It's just I, I'm still thrilled that it's going to be a movie. Like we talked about it in so many episodes. Like what could it be? A TV show, animated Netflix. Like what other things could it be? So just the fact that it then got announced to be a movie. Like again, typical Invincible just took our expectations and fucking flipped. It, <laughs> and and you know not know only that, that, but uh,
3: <laughs> having essentially your blessing and the fact that you're talking with them is huge. These days, I mean, I feel like there's we've been burned so many times by adaptations where the writer or the, uh, creator has no, doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, sure. and so far that's just really, yeah. last airbutter. that's just really good news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, uh, Seth and Evan have proven themselves to be really good collaborators. I mean, they work very closely with, uh, Garth Ennis on, uh, Preacher and the boys and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're good people and, and they're comic book people. Like they're huge comic book fans. I mean, the first time I met uh, Seth Rogen a number of years ago, he said, uh, oh my God, you're, Robert Kirkman and I've got Battle Pope sitting on my neck at home right now, and I was like, "What? This <laughs> oh is this God. is crazy." So, uh, uh, so like these, you know, these guys are these guys are true blue comic fans. So, uh, so yeah.
3: Okay, awesome. we we've got a couple more. Bringing it back to com- comic book, Invincible. Comic. We've got uh, sure. a couple quick fire things that we're, we're gonna grill you on. Uh, issue one twenty two ended with Space Racer versus Thrag.
1: hmm.
3: He got so, away. He just got away. Oh, you he got j- away. You jerk! I knew it. I knew it. I knew. It. I was waiting
1: for it, and I just <laughs> no. Knew it. I'm. I'm just kidding. He got completely ripped in half. Both of his halves landed on <laughs> two different planets. His his upper half uh, grew a lower body. His lower half grew an upper body. And there's <gasps> actually two space racers out there now. But, I knew uh, it. There you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, I. I don't know. There's a lot on the cutting room floor, guys. But uh, oh, yeah. but it's all it's all there. Thrag thought he was dead, but he actually just uh, divided into two people. <laughs>
4: So again, with that, uh, and also in, in <laughs> <laughs> not kind of. not with Space Racer, but also in One Twenty Two, sure. there was a uh, there was some. Kind Man, One Twenty Two was full of <laughs> What happened? Go ahead. Uh, something that I was curious if it was ever if it was ever going to be touched on again, or if you just left it there just to be what it was was a uh, there was like a decrepit alien that asked for help getting up. And he was like, oh, don't touch it. it oh, could,
1: God, it, you, you guys talk about that all the time. Like, what <laughs> okay, well, what is the, it about that scene one. that has enchanted you so? I here's don't understand. <laughs> like, it was just a one-panel gag. And it was like, you know, be it, it, the whole purpose of that entire, like, sequence of of them being on Telescria was to show, like, how alien and strange uh, it would be to actually go and live on an alien planet. And so the thought of, like oh, stay away from these beggars in the park because sometimes they'll steal your identity, mm-hmm. like, was just, like, super weird and crazy. So, you know, it wasn't like I was setting up some big, massive plot of, like, oh, this guy, you know, he's gonna, you know, do this later or do that. Like, it was just like a, like, uh, you know, you showed a nice guy, gave the guy some help, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, cool, I'm young again.
3: I'll tell you, uh, I'll you, tell know, you why. That, that,
1: that, that was just a, supposed we, to be a weird thing.
3: <laughs> we really started getting into the podcast and doing it when... Uh... Right after reboot, unfortunately, we were pretty, okay. pretty late. Right around those time, that time, it was you know Cordy Walker's arc. Uh, mm-hmm. Oliver was being you know you shifty, know, shifty, and we're like, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Remember that guy that cloned himself? That's maybe why maybe that's we... why maybe this maybe is oh, Oliver. Okay. Maybe that's
4: not Mark. That's why it, yeah. we,
3: at the oh, time okay. when we read it, we didn't really think much of it. But after uh. five after five years pass, anybody could be <laughs> a school. True, you true. Know what I mean, it's that kind of thing. It's like who's hiding
1: yeah 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 I and mean, it's good to you know as a writer to uh, uh, to have little things out there that people can pick up on because you know that will uh, that will lead you astray and keep you from guessing the plot coming up so uh, so it's good that you guys you know keyed in on on that little <laughs> silly thing but it was never meant to be anything. okay that's cool or it will keep or, or, TJ or, or wait or oh. wait. He uh, uh, he he also met Space Racer before Space Racer was sent
3: out to fight
1: Thrag. And then uh, that's the Space Racer that got killed by Thrag. There yeah, let's go. do
3: Perfect. that. There you go, Nailed that's
1: why point. That's why Space Racer is still alive. See people, how that fast, bugs people so much.
2: See how fast his brain works? This is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so what about, and, and I just, I, I hate it to be such, it's going to be a simple answer. It's going to be a Robert Kirkman simple answer, just like that last one We'll was. see. Blue Spaghetti Monster.
1: Yeah, said, yeah he said he do yeah.
2: you you do you doom us all. So, uh uh-huh.
1: What? <laughs> so what happened? Uh, what happened? Well, well, no. I mean, um, so the idea there is that uh, I wanted to have a character that was uh, from a cosmic perspective, and so from a cosmic perspective, he's like. You are an integral piece that could shift things for the better if you do this differently, and yada yada yada, which was the whole conceit of the storyline. But when he says, oh, you've doomed us all," like, you know, does he mean he's doomed this alien race of spaghetti monsters that we don't really care about? Does it mean that he's doomed things that we'll never comprehend that happen ten billion years into the future? Like the whole—it was supposed to be this like. You know, really like distant, unreal kind of entity, uh, and 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 that was the plan. I mean, I never ever really intended to go back to it. Was you know, yeah. So every time you guys would be like, "Spaghetti Monster's got to show up in that last issue," I was like, "Yeah, they're going to be okay. real disappointed." <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, um, Again,
0: so yeah, no, I, I was never
1: we... never intended to go back to it. I all I did consider putting like a a panel or something where where the Spaghetti Monster was just like. Oh, sucks being doomed or, or, Oh man, this world blows. Uh, but, uh, uh, but then, you know, I didn't want to do too many like silly gags or anything like that, that I feel like would detract uh, from the last issue. Or
2: like when Tara's sitting by the pool and that like, you know, one of the last panels, you just see like one, like a, two tentacles of blue like sticking out of the pool and you're like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. I got an easy uh, one for you. Okay. Uh, why is Mark from Baltimore? Where did uh, Baltimore come from?
1: I don't know that it's officially canon that he is from Baltimore. I think that we have never specifically stated in the story that he's from Baltimore.
3: I think I've,
1: is it in the, is it in the comic? It's in Brit. Oh, okay. It's in Brit. That didn't count. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I was going to the Baltimore comic con a lot uh, at the time. And, uh, and I just thought it, you know, I thought, uh, you know, Baltimore is close to Washington DC. It's close to New York. Like Invincible could pretty much like, uh, You know, pop around uh, from there. It's a it's a big city. It's by the water, Um, but we were it. It it was much later when we decided. "Ah, I don't know. Let's just like assume it's Baltimore, but never really explicitly say it's Baltimore Um, because like we would do uh, we did like fire breather. Uh, like Firebreather would show up or 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 Invincible would show up in Firebreather and that was in New Mexico. and uh, And I thought, like, let's just never actually say where Invincible is at so that we can just have him pop into any other book or have anything happen. And oh, he's at the Grand Canyon fighting a guy, and oh, he's over here fighting a guy, and now he's over here. Uh, yeah, I didn't want people to be worried about like how he geographically like got to Utah so quick or or things like that. I didn't want it to be important. So mm-hmm. that's why I kept it vague. But why we made it Baltimore in a vague way, I don't know. I mean, I know the – I can't remember. Is it issue 27 where there's that massive spread of Invincible flying over the city? And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and we made a poster of that?
3: Yeah, the blue – yeah, yep.
1: And then we later had uh, did a redraw with uh, Zandale, uh, bulletproof, when he was invincible, uh, over the same city so that we could use the city that Ryan drew twice. Um, uh, that was just a photograph of Baltimore that that Ryan traced. And really? so that, I think, that was the first time that we ever were like, I don't know, make a Baltimore, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: And then, I mean, recently in Corey Walker's arc, he drew Tara wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat. Yeah. So it yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing that made me like, oh, so it is kind of official. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure that Corey did the. He did an illustration of uh, young Oliver in the Invincible Handbook, and he is wearing a Baltimore Orioles hat in yep. that as well. Yep.
2: So, Oliver, I think this is the last 144 question we have, right? Probably. The last of the, the last, quick last of Red okay. so, so Oliver's children. Um, was that yeah going to be always kind of left like just out there in the open for us to kind of figure it out, or what? I mean, can you give us another quickfire answer as to what happened for everyone's answer?
1: Uh, Haluma has this tradition with her people where if her mate, uh, if her mate dies, she has to eat her children. Uh, but I thought that that would be too dark to put in the, in the last issue. So, uh, uh, so it happened. It's, it's canon. It's official. She ate those babies. Um, but, uh, uh, it doesn't appear, it doesn't appear in the actual pages of Invincible. So I'm, uh. I'm very sorry. Because then I would I'm have won sorry.
2: the bet. It would yeah. have been tragic. It, would have, it was a yeah.
1: smart
0: move. Smart move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the God's honest truth is uh, um, I didn't have room for them. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Like, and, 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 you know, like you don't, you don't really see Marcus's sister. Uh, I think her name is Molly. Uh, uh-huh. You don't really see her, but you know. She's half Viltramite. She gets power. She's going to do cool things. Um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't show every character and where they went. Um, in hindsight, they probably should have been on the two, on, on the spread where they're fighting the coalition. You should have seen the two twins fighting in the background. Hold on, let me look at that page and see that some fight in the background is is those people. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's there's someone flying right there. That's one of the twins. <laughs> all, right, all right, there you go. It's it's official. Uh, 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 by Ursal's uh, leg, there is a female Viltrumite, uh That is that is one of Haluma's uh, twins. That's Perfect. the female one. <laughs> all
2: right. See, that's his brain. That just
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: very cool. Well, uh, I have one other question. Uh, the Great. At the in the Vincy pals section of the last issue, uh, okay. Toward the end, it was kind of teased that we're gonna get an action figure next month. Do you <laughs> have uh-huh. any, anything to like add to that or say about it or? Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing?
3: Oh. oh my gosh! Should we not
4: say it? We should. Should we not say what it is? We won't say what it is. Yeah. Let me, I don't know. Let them announce it next. But week. then there's
1: like a. There's a variant with a robot leg. Oh, oh
0: my
4: awesome. gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to well, die. Well, now they know. <laughs> and then, and then, Well,
1: maybe you don't, and then you got a blood splatter. Oh my oh. gosh. All right. And then a a blood splatter with a robot leg. So <laughs> Those so, yeah. are
4: Those are awesome. Very, very, cool.
0: very
3: cool. We are uh,
1: So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that worked out. We're, ob-
3: we're, 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 <laughs> we're obviously uh we're obviously very excited with all the uh, you know, all the assurances by you that, you know, invincible isn't dead. You know, it's, it's still very much alive. There are still things coming. Um, Yes. And that's, that's great news. I mean, that's very,
1: I mean, you know, and aside from the movie, I mean, I can't really go into details, but there's, there's a lot of cool stuff played. I mean, that, that action figure I just showed you is an indication of it. Like, we're not going to stop doing that kind of stuff. Like there'll, there'll be more stuff uh, as we go on. And, You know, it's it's a 25 volume uh, trade set, a 12 volume hardcover set that you know will stay in print for you know indefinitely, and uh, uh, hopefully new readers will continue to jump on, and uh, you know it'll 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 keep going, Uh, it'll it'll keep living on in that in that way, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's going to be great. My, yes. my
2: biggest hope is that the movie will get more people to be like, what's the comic, read the comic, and then just... Because it's so frustrating not being able to read it for the first time again. You know, because it's so special. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you, you watch something for the first time, and you're like, holy shit, that was amazing. And, and it's so hard to find other things that are like that. So... I'm just hoping that other, like the movie, I'm sure it will, Mm -hmm. will bring more people into it and, and then we can continue the podcast forever and ever and ever. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Good. On on to, on, on from episode 50 to episode 150.
0: Yes.
4: So, uh, I mean, honestly, like, I just want to say, you know, thank you. We're nobodies. We're not like professional (laughs) podcasters. (laughs) You know, we don't we don't do this professionally. We're not we don't sure. interview
1: people. You know, you got you guys are like at least eighty six percent as good at this as Hardwick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, all right, I'll take that. Um, I learned everything from him and Greg Miller. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, good. So, um, but yeah, but you agreed to come on this, and it's meant. I mean, this is like such it's so huge for us to be able yeah. to talk to you in this kind of in this kind of way and Skype with you. So, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is, I mean,
1: thanks for having me. And, uh, uh, you know, sorry it was so last minute. Uh, I mean, I, I, it was literally like what, 16 hours ago that I was like, Oh, Uh, when you guys recording the podcast. Uh, and so bravo to you guys for, uh, you know, scrambling and and getting together and setting up that bookcase behind you that I can see on Skype (laughs) that has those invincible hard covers. That's, that's very nice of you. And, uh, uh, yeah. And if we're wrapping up, like, I just want to say like, uh, uh, I mean, number one, thanks for doing the podcast. I mean, this is, you know, uh, uh, extreme level of dedication and it's extremely flattering that you guys take the time to talk about this comic and, Uh, You know, your love for it really shows through. And so I appreciate, uh, you know, you guys doing it and uh, you guys do a great job. It's very cool. So. uh, So thank you. I mean, sometimes I need an ego boost. uh, (laughs) And so uh, uh, this this helps out, especially this interview. You guys were far too positive. I am hoping that you guys are more critical of the book when you guys talk (laughs) about it in the regular podcast. But uh, because nobody's perfect. Uh, and, and, and also like, uh, you know, the fans that are listening to this podcast that have been supporting this book for 15 years, or even if they've only been supporting it for two years or three years or whatever, but they read the book, uh, I really appreciate being able to, it's a real gift to be able to, uh, do 144 issues of invincible. It's something that I've always wanted to do. From you know, reading Eric Larson's Savage Dragon or Peter David's Run on Hulk or Walt Simonson's Run on Thor, uh, just to be able to do a comic for a good long time, especially a superhero comic. I mean, it's fun to do on Walking Dead as well, but you know, it, it's much more like the comics that I read as a child with Invincible. And uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. So I just wanted to say to all the fans that are listening to this, like it, it means the world to me that you that you went on this journey with us and uh, allowed us to do it. And uh, you know, we're 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 super uh, super appreciative. And, and, and thanks for letting us do this.
3: Thank you. Oh, of course, thank
4: you. thank you. I mean, in closing, too, we'll say, we'll say a couple things. Uh, Outcast Season 2 comes out in July in the U.S. It which does. Is, which I waited a year and a half to see Season 2. I can't wait for that.
1: Uh, <laughs> cool. Cannot yeah. wait. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> uh, I
4: mean, I've, it's worth the wait, I'm sure. I can't wait. Uh, Oblivion Song, next month, we'll be talking about yep. that. Can't wait for that. Is there anything else that, uh, that you want to kind of bring up or...
1: Yeah, I mean, Invincible 145 will be in stores in June, so uh, so that's go. cool. Um, but uh, that's that's all I got. Very <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> we're gonna keep running this like the Universal thing, right? And all of a sudden, it's just gonna happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It'll just be in stores.
3: <laughs> so one.
1: Who knows? <laughs> but uh, but anyway, can't Except wait to hear the episode and uh, thank you guys for doing this. This is awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Rob, thank, for you. You. thank you. Thank We appreciate you so
3: much. Well, there you have it. Thanks again, Robert. Thank uh, you, Robert Kirkman. Holy shit, that was so fun. We uh, we had such a blast.
2: We took about a half hour after that to just like... It like was longer than a like half sit. an hour.
4: We just like went and just told all our friends and called everybody that we knew.
3: <laughs> um, when, I called my mom and she's like, who's Robert Kirkman? I'm like, damn you, mom! <laughs> uh, well, now is the time to go into some listener feedback. Uh we also reached out and asked for your like voice memos and like thoughts on it in in place of a fan spotlight isn't it kind of funny that our final issue fan spotlight is not only everybody that wanted to write you know send something in but also robert kirkman himself
4: i feel like i feel like for the final fan spotlight we were the fans
2: that's of the fan, of, we were
4: the fan you know spotlight what, TJ?
2: of Robert Kirkman. That's, that's absolutely not the dumbest thing you've ever said. Oh, you love it. I do want to have sex I, with me I right do, now. Well, you're thinking about
4: me naked. How do I look? It looks good, right? It actually, I'm disappointed. Oh, I had my hopes up for that first few seconds, and now I'm like, oh, do I have to continue? Well, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, I've got a couple emails to go over before we uh, go on to the um, to your voice memos. Or your, whatever you call them, your voicemails. Uh, first one is coming from Riley Day. Riley Day says, "Yo, guys, I'm going to keep this short and sweet since it's currently three a.m. here in Australia, and I'm ready to pass out." Good night, mate Oh, you call that a knife? Really? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to see any spoilers in the morning, so I stayed up until this time to read the final issue online. Good for you. I thought the final issue was absolutely brilliant and beautiful. I'm really satisfied with how the series ended, the new characters it introduced, and what it left open for any future Invincible Universe stories that might get told. I can't wait to hear what you guys and the other listeners think about the final issue. Love Riley! Thanks Riley! Alright, then we have an email from Michael. He says, hey gang, I've been enjoying the podcast, thanks. I wanted to write in with some thoughts and hear what you think. I loved the last issue, even though it was nothing that I expected. I really thought Alan would try to use the Scourge virus again, perhaps with only the human-viltrumite hybrid surviving, and either Mark or Tara punching Alan in the eye to kill him. I'm glad this didn't happen, though. Yeah.
4: I didn't even Alan, think about the Alan's, eye. Alan's weakness. We thought for sure that he was going to die. That would
3: have been a cool thing to bring up to Kirkman. Like, like I like the idea that he gave yeah. him a weakness. I'm,
4: I like... I. I like that even more now that he didn't die because of that, because that was Kirkman's way of making us fear for Alan's life. exactly. He's he's so invincible, but now, you know, Mm -hmm. I love that.
3: Michael continues to say, "...in the tradition of Kirkman's misleading titles, this was not the end of all things, but really just the beginning of so many things. The fast-forward to the future was great fun, reminded me a bit of the final episode of Star Trek The Next Generation." There are also so many stories that could be told in there, and I'm glad Kirkman gave us the layout so that if any other writers add to this universe, they will have to work within his grand outline. Exactly. They they
4: hold him... Kirkman holds anybody else that would dare touch this comic or, or excuse me, touch touch these characters that they would have to hold to that timeline. I think that's awesome.
3: He continues, There are some things I wish had happened in Invincible, but it never did. I wish Mark and Eve had gotten smarter about using their powers... Mark knew he would be fighting Viltrumites who were stronger than him. Wouldn't it make sense to learn how to block a punch? Imagine if he learned some martial arts instead of approaching every fight as a straight contest of strength. Eve can control atoms. In her fight with Ursel, she could have kept all the oxygen atoms away from Ursel's head until she afis- afis- wow, asphyxiated. <laughs> Eve could can, Eve can make a blade with an edge that's one atom thick and slice Viltrumites into pieces. Why can't she make something at least as strong as a Ragnar's claw? And I hope this would be addressed during the robot war, but robot was completely vulnerable to Eve's power. She could evaporate his drones. I wish Universa had joined the battle against Thrag. I wish Mark had hey, it's cool that she showed up in the um, coalition war, though. I wish Mark had grown a mustache, but at least that was addressed. I wish that we had seen what happened to Oliver's kids. Uh, More on that in the uh, Kirkman interview, interview which you just listened to, which you already listened to. Uh, For a long time after the Invincible War, I kept wishing Mark would finish college and have a non-superhero side to his life again, but eventually I gave up on that wish. I'll end this letter with a question. How old do you think Mark was at the end of this series, before the time jumps? I think the comic mentioned he turned 20 during the Invincible War, so 23, maybe, and Eve would be 28. Hart, Michael. I thought, I remember Mark got back from the Viltrumite War and Debbie says something along the lines of, you missed your something birthday. Was it his 20th? I thought it was like 19th. Either way. Uh, I thought it was a teen. I yeah, thought it was 19 maybe or 18. it was 18. like 19.
4: I mean, he started but, in high school. Yeah. I mean, going to the Invincible War, I don't think that he aged that much. He yeah. did lose five years when he went to uh, went through rehab. Well, everybody else did that. He didn't yeah.
3: age. So I, assume, I assumed he was probably you know mid to late tw- 20s he's asking when how it all is- ended well not when it all ended but before the end of all things or yeah pretty much before the final issue mark was probably mid to late 20s right i agree mark yeah. was maybe like 26 eve is like 30 31. but in,
4: in regards to how long like when how old was he when it ended i oh, think well, that that yeah. i think that the overall was probably i mean they talk about 500 years i think it was i think it was about that i think it was it could be more than that i don't think it was less than that yeah
3: Bill, you have one from uh, our friend Jordan? Yeah, Jordan
2: wrote us a very in-depth email um, cool. that I'm going to paraphrase. Um, so, Jordan Gilbert, the end is here. Uh, longer than usual, paraphrase paraphrase if you need to. Um, said, overall, amazing issue. It opened up with uh, something I was hoping we'd get to see um, a final time before the book ended. Mark telling his son the origin of the Viltrum Empire, but with his own life story added. Um, awesome to see how Thaddeus murdered Argyle. They always talked about that, but never went into detail. Um, he was happy to see Mark and Debbie becoming a big part of um, his life. Also liked Mark Marky's um, costume. Um, so then he talks about Battle Beast and who, who did Battle Beast hook up with? So now we can talk about it. Right, because it's after It's after the Kirkman it's interview. It's after the yeah. Kirkman interview and, yeah. and and we should talk about it more Kirkman with utter confidence and I hope everyone could hear the amount of um, I don't wanna say sarcasm, but the like, you know, he was having a lot of fun mm-hmm. with us and, and all the unanswered questions. But it, it, i mean, without a doubt, that was not Thresh's no daughter. No. That was will be, be and he even said she was older. It wouldn't the the timing wouldn't have worked out because this happened before the flash forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so
3: he always had a daughter. She was there from the beginning. She yeah, was, she nothing. Was, she was even an adult maybe back then. Mm-hmm. She just they just aged slow. Yeah, and the
2: thing that I like about it is that she didn't have this curse until he died. Yeah, and when he died so is was when she until, yeah, until and then he got it passed down to her. Um, he loves that we got to see Darkwing. Um, and, and this is cool. I remember the new reader discussion where Ryan and the girls thought he met his demise at the hand of Invincible. Um, he trapped in there, but he didn't. How funny is that, that you guys were talking... The last time you talked about that was in a new reader with Liz and Brittany. And saying that you guys were confident. Oh, yeah, I guess he just died with that oh, yeah. Invincible that was yeah. in there. Because that's that's completely understandable. Yeah. Like, that would that would happen, of right? Course. Um. So now he says, now Cory Walker's part. Uh, loved it. I got chills reading the first page when Tara asks Mark where they're going, and he says everywhere with a huge smile on his That's face. so great. Um, it talks about the age progression and how that was awesome and, and to see how Tara donned the Girl costume. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite thing about the issue was the next page. Uh, he changed the Viltrum Empire colors to his Invincible colors, and he explains why he doesn't don the mustache. Which we talk about, why, is a very important part. Yeah. Because Viltrumites have mustaches other than the girls. Uh, let's see here. Loved seeing Universa at the bottom of the page. Um, <laughs> nice to see Ursel again. And also loved the discussion between Mark and Marky. Super realistic and understandable. That's You know what? That's a really good point. Hmm. Because the, the conversation, though only... What was it? A page? Two. yeah. Two pages? Was... Super realistic. None of it felt rushed or no. or fake. It
3: felt like you. It, you know what? It felt like you were stepping into Tara's shoes, showing up to the scene and being uh-huh. like, "What?" No, I loved it. Anything else? Um, yeah. So
2: this this is important. Um, I'm just gonna read the last part right here because it's 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 okay. To, it's it's not too long. Um, I've been listening to older episodes from you guys, and a lot of oh. what happened in this issue. Uh, You guys predicted. It's insane. You called the Eve and old age, as in her dying and then coming back. Um, The Battle Beast offspring hating Viltramites. Marky having... Tommy.
3: Shout out to Tommy. Good call with that one, man.
2: Um, Oh, yeah. He said that. Right in the... Yeah. Uh, Marky having an evil slash misunderstood side to him. And probably a couple of other things I can't remember um, off the top of my head. How many years do you guys... This is... I think this is a good point because it makes me second guess what I originally thought. How many years do you think past between all of this happening. I want to say maybe 50 to 75 or even 80. Overall, I got what I wanted to happen in this book. Mark finally got his happy ending um, with his family along his side. Perfect ending to a perfect series. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, just because he said, what would I have for 500 said he years? Thinks, he said he thinks it was like 75 years, 80, 80 years. 80 at
4: the max. Okay, so we we did see that when the, the four panels, when they were talking about... Um, uh, the worlds and, and the world betterment. Yeah, and all the different places they went. He mentioned that well, this one oh, we left right. for a hundred years. Well, you're
3: right. We were hundred we years came, too
4: late. Uh, we were hundred years too late, and it and it doesn't then there. The, he says at the at the end, five hundred. I know it's that could be open to interpretation. Maybe it didn't mean well, five hundred. I think they're hundred years too late right.
3: to to help them. That doesn't he mean said, it's he, been hundred years since they got the thing. Right. He
2: said the transmission was older than we thought. Yeah. So they got True. a
3: transmission. Either, Damn it. Either way. It can be, it can be. It doesn't matter. because I, I think seeing they a lot. Of, that long. I was seeing a lot of people online saying 500 years. I didn't take it that way at first, but you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They live 500 years anyways, Bill. Guess what? They live a 1,000. Kirkman will explain it, it in,
4: in later episodes, or in later issues.
3: We've got one last uh, written email before we I'm go on kidding. to the next thing. All right, our last email comes from our friend Bo. He says, I'm going to not try to be too long-winded. I thought the last issue was the most absolutely perfect ending to a series that I have ever read. While overall I wish The End of All Things had focused more on the confrontation with Robot, a character I cared for a lot more and had way more of an attachment to than Thrag, this last issue made more than made up for my few gripes with that overall arc. Most of the time, for me anyways, the endings of major stories tend to last, or tend to be a major disappointment. Choo, Why the Last Man, 90% of major Marvel DC events, but this one hit all the right notes and had me a bit emo- a bit emotional more than once throughout the issue. The only thing is I wish I would have it would have been different was Eve's death. I felt devastated when it showed her all old and blind and stuff, then poof, she's right back. A small qualm, but one of one all the same. The other thing that keeps haunting me about this issue is the thought that all of the time jumps and major story beeps beats could have literally been more uh, more years of more storytelling that Kirkman clearly had lined up. I guess at the end of the day, I will always strangely love but hate The Walking Dead for being the glory hog. That it is, at the end of the day, for being more important, if for no other reason than financially, to Kirkman to end Invincible. I know Mm. that's not the reason, and if it was, it would have ended a while back, but damn it, why does it have to keep going?
4: Invincible's time will come.
3: Can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. Love, Bo Pilgrim. Thanks, Bo. Thanks, Bo. That does it for our written emails. I've got something. Before we get into our final section, which is going to be our audio, um, audio clips for you guys, we are going to uh, we're gonna open a package. This is from listener Wyatt. He sent us this. Uh, we're gonna open it on the air. TJ, grab some scissors here. You're right your, you. you just use your teeth right here. No, Shut it's fine. Uh. The green ones, all the way. You're gonna have to get out of the chair. Oh, this package is sealed. I don't know what's in here. I Do have you know I, what's in here? No. Oh. Huh. All right. So this is from Wyatt, and TJ's grabbing the scissors.
2: Taking his time. Oh, Ryan didn't
3: even need the scissors. scissors. I got out of my chair. All right. So, grabbing the piece of paper first. It's a letter. Ryan, Bill, TJ, thank you for making the Invincible podcast. As the series comes to an end, I can't tell you how great it's been to have a group of friends to listen to and talk with about my favorite comic. I was so glad to hear that you're planning to continue the podcast for at least a few months after the series ends. Here's hoping 2018 gives us plenty of movie-related announcements to discuss enclosed, you'll find a few 8-bit style Invincible magnets that I made a couple of years ago. I thought I'd send them to you to congratulate you on the 50th episode of the podcast as well as to commemorate the final issue. Most of all, I just wanted to find a way to express my gratitude to the three of you for making and continuing to make what has become one of my favorite podcasts. As is tradition, love, Wyatt.
4: That's so awesome. Holy shit. Oh,
3: wow. that's, awesome. that's so awesome. Oh
2: my god. So we have...
3: Oh, these are so cool. <sighs> these are so cool. Okay,
2: so we have a Conquest 8-bit magnet, an Adam, Eve, an Invincible, and an Alan. These are fucking amazing. And so what good. what an amazing, what an amazing gift. Gesture a yeah. gesture yeah, that's so amazing. From, from a fan. And again, like we've said it a, a dozen times in this episode alone, but <laughs> we are just fans. And this is so
4: cool. Let me just say, like, Wyatt, uh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I also want to say, you know, again, I've said this three or four times on this podcast. We are nobodies. When we started this podcast, you know, I mean, okay, so Kirkman came on our show despite us not being anybody. Robert or Ryan Otley has been such a supporter of, of everything that we do. He's he's always online talking with us he's always there for you know he's with us at every con he's awesome when we first started this podcast the invincible fan base community welcomed us so openly and i mean you guys have become kind of our best friends we love doing this we're going to continue doing this we're going to be moving on and and hopefully possibly going into uh, an oblivion song we hope you guys join us there but honestly the you know the love and support that we've received from from this fan base has just been overwhelming. We're so, you know, honored to have made it to fifty episodes of this podcast, and because it's because of you guys. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't have summed it up better, TJ. Again, one other thing that I guess I like
3: that you said. Oh.
4: Oh. So, well done. You're a sweetie pie.
3: Yeah. This has been amazing. This has been so fun. Uh, I'm thrilled that we made it to 50 episodes i can't believe that it timed out so perfectly that not only did we get to talk to robert kirkman on it but it was the final issue of invincible something that we've been reading for years of our life um yeah i'm just it's just really great i can't believe i can't believe why it sent us these these are so cool Uh,
2: i just the the amount of detail in an 8-bit magnet you wouldn't think is like a lot but then you look
3: and conquest has his fucking arm yeah, and, his and, his, and his scar going across his forehead. Yeah, these are great. I'm going to post these on Twitter. All right, now here it is. Uh, we asked for your feedback in audio form, and you guys delivered. Uh, the first one up is our friend Jason, who's written into us several times. Who uh, He left us this audio clip, as well as uh, bringing up the point that we never actually got to see William in the final issue. Uh, he probably lived on Earth with his boyfriend, Rick Sheridan. They lived happily ever after, just like Mark and Eve, right?
8: I'm happy with that. Yeah, I am too.
3: All right, take it away, Jason.
8: Hey Invincible Podcast, it's Jason here. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on Invincible as a whole, since you asked for it. I started reading Invincible soon after I graduated high school. You see I dropped out of my college and all my friends were at their respective colleges and I was all alone. I was getting tired of uh, Marvel and DC, especially as years went on when uh, DC rebooted their entire universe and the universe I enjoyed became unrecognizable. Invincible was a rock. It was consistent. It was good. It served as a uh, commentary on a comic book industry that I was beginning to become very cynical about. It is the greatest comic book I've read um, of ever, and I've been reading comics for a long time now, I, I'm i sad that it had to end, but I think the ending was great. We got a very complete ending, uh, an ending that I could look back on and I could feel like I got a full story, and that's what's most important, that we saw a character evolve from uh, beginning to end in a world where Wally West um, had kids and now all of a sudden they don't matter in DC Comics where uh, things were just retconned and he forgot about them. I think a book like Invincible is important because he had the same opportunity. He could have just made his kid, uh, which is, you know, something in comics that is that never lasts. Characters that have kids or get married, they don't last. He could have made his kid go away, and he didn't because that's not the kind of story Invincible is. It stayed consistent, it stayed true, and it was a great ride. I'll miss it, but I'm happy we got a good ending and thank you guys for this podcast. It's been great to hear other invincible fans for the first time. Keep up the good work. Love Jason.
4: thanks, Jason. That was awesome. We appreciate the uh, positive feedback, and I gotta say that no man's voice has ever turned me on more than what you just <laughs> did. That was special. You should read you should read books. You I would listen books. to that. <laughs> I would listen to you read books.
2: That was great. Yeah, and uh, up next we have um, thoughts from Luke Lizalde and um, what Invincible has meant to him. And I think we can all pretty much relate to uh,
5: what he has to say in the same way. Hey, guys, this is Luke. I'm not sure if it's too late, but figured I'd send this nonetheless. Anyway, just wanted to talk about Invincible really quick. Um it's meant a lot to me. Have you guys ever heard a song and it brings back a, a memory or you smelled something and that brings back a memory? Well, I would have to say that out of all the comics books I collect, Invincible is the one series that is connected to so many different memories of my life. I can pick up an issue and not all of them, but most of them and remember where I was when I bought it. Well, at my comic shop, of course, but uh, when I cracked it open to read it, where I was, and and it's it's just that kind of a, a special series for me. Like I remember issue 33 with Armstrong Levy meeting uh, Ryan Otley for the first time at the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, him autographing that. I remember issue, issue 30 was the first one that I actually purchased and started reading from there. Um, I remember during the Conquest series reading that in a shopping center, because my girlfriend at the time she was clothes buying or something like that, and uh, I was reading it, and then being interrupted and being really upset because I was mid-read, and and was like, "Please, can I just have the this these uh, ten minutes of of sheer joy of of watching conquest and Mark and Adam and Eve uh, battle it out?" So, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of what it's, it's meant to me. It's, it's definitely that great of a series that I tie so many of my of moments of my life back to it. And, and one other thing about Invincible is that it's the one comic book series that got me back into reading comic books. Uh, it was recommended to me, and at the time I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, I mean, yeah, doesn't look too appealing. Uh, but I said, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And am I glad I did because it, it, it has, uh, I will I, I will say it, it has changed my life. It got me back into comic books, got me excited to read comic books again. And so I'll, I'll, I will be very sad to see it end. But the great thing is is I can go back and reread it like I have before. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Thanks for doing this, guys.
3: Thanks, Luke. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I have those moments uh looking back at or thinking back to the first issue I got, um the apartment that I lived in when TJ introduced Invincible to me. Like I totally agree with that. Like having those like sense of smell type moments with Invincible.
4: I think of Denny's cuz I worked at Denny's and I would read the crap out of all the soft cover
3: graphic novels. Really? Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, we got an awesome one from Alex Pritchett. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex. My favorite moments from the series were every time Mark or Nolan told someone who the Viltrumites really were, every comic shop scene,
8: Battle Beast versus Thrag, and the fake Death of Eve. Hashtag rad.
2: Hell yeah. Hashtag rad.
4: Very cool. Uh, our next one is is from Mitch Rassen. Crassen! Crassen! Crass! Crassin
9: hey guys Mitch from San Diego here I just wanted to send a quick last issue favorite and least favorite thing uh, Eve's death fake out doing that one more time to us at the towards the very end of this issue was absolutely fantastic and I loved it I was a little upset that we didn't get any sort of closure on this new battle beast but I'm hoping that that comes in the future media that you guys have been getting teased from all of the different people working on the comic and I still stand by you guys being a little bit crazy for the Spaghetti Monster and thinking that he'll come back. Thanks, guys, so much. Have a great episode 50. A2, Mitch.
2: Even you think we're crazy for the Spaghetti Monster? We got it from Kirkman, too.
3: Yeah, well, we kind of are. Yeah, I guess so.
4: Well, I mean, guess I guess so, because it wasn't in the final issue, and we it. heard it right from the creator. We were wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Thanks for the uh, message, though, Mitch. That was a lot of fun. Uh, what else did there was something else he brought up. Oh, yeah, the Battle Beast thing. Yeah, I'm not getting resolution on that. You
2: guys think that that's going to be the first novelization, right? Oh, that'd like, be so
3: cool. I don't know. At this point, I don't even know. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't I even can. want to make any
2: more predictions because right. I don't want Robert Kirkman to tell me to my face How wrong that
3: I am again. wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to San Diego. I was born in San Diego. All right. No yeah. one cares where you were born, Ryan. No oh. one cares. Well, next up, we've got... A lovely audio clip from our good friend Scott Bodenhammer, who actually was uh, one of our previous fan spotlights, right?
4: Yes, he was. Yes, he was, Ryan. Yes, right. he was.
8: Take it away, Scott. Hey, this is Scott Bodenhammer. Uh, my thoughts about the final issue in the comic in general are I'm just so glad Robert Kirkman wrote this comic and had the balls to make characters be able to grow and change while still keeping the thematic elements of the comic intact. Like, for instance, you know, Mark has grown and changed so much from that kid who was just excited to try out his powers into a wise leader while still referencing things that happened at the very beginning of the comic. This was a great issue and a fitting ending to the series, and I hope to see something new. I hope it rises from the ashes just like Eve did. All right. Bye.
4: Thanks, Scott. It's always fun talking with you. You've been a a big ongoing friend of our podcast. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it.
3: And then next up, we have John Clayton, who uh, lives in our backyard and has a really fun story for us. Literally in our backyard. Well, not literally. Not literally. I mean, come on. All right, John.
6: Hey, guys, this is John Clayton in Buffalo. Um... Just finished the second issue, got both covers, and uh, I have to say it was everything I didn't know I wanted in a finale. Um, We never got to hear about the spaghetti monster, but we just got to see the world continue, and it made me really happy to know that their stories go on even if I don't get to see what happens. Um, I teared up a bunch. Um, I thought it was great. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for the podcast. It's awesome. Love listening to it at work. And um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but Bill is the one who introduced me to Invincible 10 plus years ago. I was friends with his sister in college, and I ran into him at the mall, and he just started telling me about this awesome comic, how Kirkman's changing things. And I've been hooked ever since. So thank you guys. Keep it up. Um, I hope the podcast continues. Um, I'm not sure if you guys listen to Fat Man on Batman, but that started off as a Just Batman podcast and has kind of just grown into a geeky, nerd-stuff-everything. I'd love to see something like that with you guys uh, with the series ending. And, uh, yeah, keep it up. Thank you.
2: Thanks for that, John. And, yeah, I absolutely remember that conversation that we had, and that's how I talked about The Walking Dead and it's how I talked about Invincible and it's even how I talked to Kirkman in that yeah. I was like, I always felt you were a revolutionary writer um, and comic book, like in the comic book industry. So to go back that far, 10 years, mm-hmm. um, was really something else. Um,
3: and do you listen to Fat Man and Batman still? I've you know, I used to, to, some... to listen to
2: Fat Man and Batman, but not since it's it's changed, I guess. So I would like to maybe go back. But check it out. again, yeah, I can't wait to see how we evolve mm-hmm. um, in this podcast and, and what the future holds for us.
3: Yep, And now for somebody who is certainly not from our hometown. Hi,
6: got from Germany here. I love the final issue of Invincible. It was very perfect with many, many fan moments. For example, Darkwing, Battle Beast, Daughter. I loved it. I'm still sad that the series is ending, but it was awesome.
2: Gert, this has been one of my favorite things about the podcast is hearing all of our fans and fans of Invincible and, and how far, you know, it really reaches. And it's just truly amazing to to know that we have listeners in in Germany. That's yeah. outstanding.
3: Yeah, he's Gert's, Gert's awesome. I've been talking to him on online. He sent us this uh, Invincible Volume One in German. Oh, cool. How cool is that? Oh,
2: oh. you Ryan just flipped to the page of Nolan in the Dan Henley telling um, Mark oh. Yeah. Uh, about it oh it's perfect
3: I love it it's so cool uh, yeah it's awesome and I love I can't believe we have listeners that far we've already got a listener in Australia calling. we got Jer- ben, UK ben, Germany um, it's amazing. Chatting. Yeah. Uh, who's up next TJ
4: uh, next up is uh, my best friend <laughs> Devin Barry
9: hi Ryan Bill and TJ how are you doing this evening uh, gonna wrap this up quick because I'm on my way to go see Black Panther in just a few minutes uh my thoughts on the final issue uh i thought it was amazing uh we know that kirkman has a way of writing characters he has a way of of telling amazing stories with these characters giving them phenomenal conflicts um and it's uh, the journey about them trying to resolve these conflicts within themselves and with their friends and family and i think that he really did a, a top-notch job with this last issue, last issue tying things up um, thing with Darkwing I mean come on that was pretty cool and it was like 80 issues ago uh, my favorite part of the issue was without a doubt uh, the Angstrom Levy page that was so cool, Kit Angstrom um, I'm looking forward to maybe in five, ten years them doing an anniversary issue and seeing some more about Terra and Marky and where, where this universe goes to but um, I think Kirkman said it best uh, in his letter at the very end when he said Vince Not Over Um, that there's still so much to look forward to in other media. And I'm very optimistic. I'm looking forward to that. Um, But I guess that's it. Um, It's all done. It's all over. What are we going to do?
4: Hell yeah. Angstrom Levy has a son, son. Uh, Devin and I have (laughs) always uh, had a shared love for Angstrom Levy. He's my favorite uh, villain, probably my second favorite after... Uh, Rex angstrom is has always been devin's all-time favorite character so yeah that was huge for 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 him and i and all angstrom levy fans it was insane TJ, i love that i can't that.
3: believe you got angstrom levy and Rex rexplode in, in the final show, final show.
4: <laughs> so perfect so perfect
3: yep thanks devin uh next up we've got ryan bradshaw from north carolina
10: hey invincible podcast this is ryan from north carolina just want to say that Invincible is a great series, my favorite comic book series. Issue 144 was tremendous. Great way to encapsulate the series and to put a ending on it, if that uh, is where we're going to go with it. You know, I hate to see it end, but I've absolutely loved the series for many years now. I was able to uh, get a complete collection of first prints. I, I did have a, uh, I've got them all except for number one right now. I sold my number one but I'll get another copy at some point. Love the series. Uh, you guys do a great job with the podcast, and I'm, I'm happy with the resolution of the series. Uh, would always love more, but I understand things must end. In any case, uh, my, probably some of my favorite moments in the series, Conquest absolutely was a favorite character. Um, I loved when Robot and Monster Girl go to the Flaxen dimension. That story arc was really good to me. Um, and God, just so much. I mean, Kirkman was not afraid to just throw characters out there. Uh, Battle Beast, I mean, do I need to say more? But in any case, uh, I'll cut this off because I know you've got other people that want to offer their tributes, but, uh, just, uh, I'll continue to perpetuate the love for this great comic book. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Ryan. Um, and congratulations on your near complete, um, collection of Invincible. Hopefully you find... That issue one uh, yeah, before still,
3: the movie comes out. I know, right? Yeah, I still don't even have a full run, man. That's hard and it gets expensive.
4: Devin yeah. actually is. I think he's Devin's there. The oh, I he's, think he's there. Yeah, he's there. He
3: might be there and then some.
2: Yeah, he might uh, have duplicates. So Ryan, right, if you want to reach out to Devin, he might have duplicates. <laughs> duplicates. Hey! Oh, oh, he always keeps a zero.
3: Uh, next up we've got Jordan Gilbert who obviously you've heard his name before long uh, longtime fan and supporter of us And uh, it was great hearing from him again
8: Invincible 144 Great end to a great series uh, What this comic means to me um, Great just amazing it it's a source of motivation that you see the hardships that mark goes through and a lot of it applies to real life, and it, it's a comic that will most definitely be missed through time, and hopefully we get something in another medium uh, very soon.
3: Yeah, thanks again, Jordan, and I completely agree. Hopefully uh, anything and everything from other medium come in soon. Uh, I'm really excited about that.
4: Yeah, and this next one is from Merrill. Uh, he, This one's an emotional one. He really goes deep mm-hmm. into how much he really loves this series
3: this comic was the shit powerful wow just very powerful
4: thank you for that thank you
3: (laughs) thanks meryl that was great Uh, then we have uh next up logan moore who was our uh was also one of our fan spotlight uh guests he uh he was the one that talked with us all about invincible as a video game and you know how we'd like to see that and so it was great hearing from him again
11: Hey everybody over at the Invincible Podcast, this is your friend Logan Moore, uh, chiming in with my thoughts on the final issue of Invincible. Uh, Overall, I think I really enjoyed it. Uh, My biggest concern coming into this final issue was that I was afraid we weren't going to see too much of what happens in the future, and I really kind of wanted to see what was going to happen in the future with Eve and Mark and Tara and everybody else. Uh, and that turned out to be kind of the crux of the whole issue was that we were jumping around a lot in time. So that really, once I got about 10 pages in, that really hit me, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, some other things I really enjoyed, I loved seeing Mark tell Marky the same story that we seen Nolan tell uh, Mark early on in the series. I thought that was a really cool callback there to kind of wrap things up and bring it full circle. Uh, I really enjoyed the reveal of Adam and Eve basically can't die. Uh, I, I thought that I thought that was... We've seen that before in the series, but seeing it once again and seeing that her saying, oh, I guess I am immortal, was really cool. Uh, and I like a lot of the, I just like the small, gl- quick glimpses into what happens over the over the passage of time. And uh, it makes me think that maybe they're keeping the door open for more Invincible comics in the future. Um, but I still don't know if I would even want that without Kirkman at the helm. But uh, we'll see. I have a feeling that, that this series is going to come back in some way, shape, or form uh, even if it's not Invincible, but more stories will be told in this universe uh, in the comic book medium. As for other mediums, though, uh, I'm, I'm very sad that Invincible is over, but I'm very hopeful for the future, not only with the movie, but I think it's about time we get that freaking video game in the works. Give us a fighting game. Give us some sort of video game. I would totally love that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very... It's a very bittersweet thing because as, as the series has come to an end, I'm, I'm obviously very upset that it's over, but I think this is the biggest invincible has really ever been, which makes me excited for the future of this IP. And I am really, really hopeful and positive moving forward. This Skybound uh, is going to do big things with this. Uh, And I guess as a last thing, congrats to you guys for hitting episode 50. I know that is a big mile marker for you and I wish you all of the best in moving forward into the future. And I can't wait to see what you do with the show.
4: Yeah, I agree that uh, what you said about uh, comics continuing in in Invincible uh, but not being written by Kirkman I I personally I wouldn't want that either and yeah I'm super glad that we got a lot of future stuff that's what made this last issue so amazing so Mm -hmm. yeah we agree Yeah, thanks man.
3: And next up we've got Mike Barrett now Mike Barrett has been with us from damn near the beginning he was actually our first guest ever on the podcast we got to talk with him all about making uh, his own comic book and uh, uh, he's been with us this entire time i mean it's gonna i'm gonna miss talking to mike all about new original art for invincible you know now that it's over with uh, there's no more original art it's sad uh but here's what mike had to say
12: hey invincible podcast crew this is uh mike barrett thought i'd uh, record a message just to uh chime in on the last issue um what can i say other than this comic was was great it was an awesome way to end the series um if I was a crazy person, and I'm not suggesting this, I would tell anybody that's never read Invincible to pick up issue 144 and read it because it just sort of encompasses what this series is. It's a lot of uh, fun, quirky jokes, a lot of great artwork, a lot of great action, and just awesome storytelling. Um, when push comes to shove, it's always been Robert Kirkman's story that's that's driven this series. Um, you know, we're all fans of Corey and Ryan's artwork, but th- this issue really focused on the storytelling and wrapping up this awesome story that we've all grown to uh, to love. So um, I was thrilled, um, I was excited, I was laughing, I was a little sad when it when it ended, but it was an awesome issue. Uh, big thank you to you guys, the podcast. Um, you've made reading. Uh, My favorite comic, uh, a little more fun the last couple years, because I've got to listen to you guys debate it. I've got to chime in and and write. And hell, I even got to be a guest on the podcast, which was really fun. Um, And to Robert, uh, Corey, and Ryan, if you guys are listening, thanks for making an awesome book. Uh, Thanks for uh, hitting a grand slam on the last issue. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to what's next. All right, guys. See you on the flip side.
3: Thanks a lot, Mike. really appreciate it. Uh, and then finally, last but not least, we have our good friends over, uh, at the Nerds Chatting Podcast. Oi! Oi! Ben! Oi! Oi! Uh, <laughs> you guys have been, uh, such a huge help and inspiration for us throughout this entire podcast, um, supporting us on Twitter and, uh, really extending our reach to everybody, uh, especially everybody over in the UK. That's been great. And, uh... It's just been so fun talking with you guys as the series went on. Uh, So here's what uh, they had to say.
7: Hi, guys. It's Ben from the Nerds Chatting Podcast here. Um, First things first, sorry about the audio. I'm in the middle of a uh, shopping mall, I guess you guys would call it, but it's a shopping center over here in the UK. Um, And this is a little bit last minute, but uh, it's because of circumstances, so apologies for that. Um, Issue 144 of Invincible surprised me actually because I didn't think we were going to get everything that we got and it was fantastic absolutely fantastic I loved it it was it was a perfect end to an unbelievable story uh invincible I came late a lot later to it than you guys did um but it has meant an awful lot to me um and in the last year uh, it's made my community of followers, friends online grow because of my love for this comic book that started sort of on the fly, apparently. So I'm reading in interviews that Mr Kirkman has done um, since the final issue came out. I, I can't thank this comic book enough for giving me what I didn't even know I wanted. Um, and I'm so sorry that it's over But, hey, we've got the full story. I can now go back and read it anytime I want. Thanks very much for including this on the podcast if it gets on. Can't wait to listen to it, guys. And well done, and congratulations on getting an interview with Kirkman. You guys rule! So that
3: does it. Uh, If you didn't get your audio clip sent in, uh, feel free to send it in still, because in two weeks we'll be back with the New Reader Finale. That's right. Liz and Brittany should be back in two weeks if everything goes to plan, and uh, we're gonna be getting what their thoughts on the end. The end of all things. So
2: we get to experience the entire last arc, all over again. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's devastating. We, al- we also have a little surprise we might be doing in the in that episode. Um, we might be taking a look back at our very first unaired episode of the Invincible podcast. Oh, no. It's
4: really, really bad. Really bad. We, it
3: was what we recorded when the final issue of Reboot came out. And so, uh, we're going to be looking back at that. And uh, and I don't know yet. Maybe we'll play a little Super Fight Invincible. We're just going to have a little bit I of fun. I don't even remember that.
4: If you think... So if you go back and you listen to our, our actual first, uh, our first episode and you're like, they thought that this was good enough to actually put <laughs> on the air... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait until you see this it. one where you're. Where we were like, that was terrible. We can't ever show this. Well, yeah. we're about to. We're going to do it. We figured gonna, why that, not. Did we're that have Matt it. on it, too? Yeah. yeah it oh, and no. Our, our friend Matt was on it as well.
3: Uh, and uh, then after that uh, New Reader finale, uh, next month, we're going to be talking all about Guarding the Globe. Uh, so start catching up on that now, read that now. We'd love for you guys to be part of that conversation. And when we do these new tie-ins, we're going to be doing Guarding the Globe Volume 1 and 2 in one episode, and we're going to start off spoiler-free and uh, work our way into a little bit more broad discussion about what we thought of the entire, uh, collection of of Guarding the Globe Volume 1 and 2. It's been over three hours of recording time over probably six hours, six hours of, of us doing being this. here yeah. in this
4: room with the two of you.
3: This has been quite the experience. It has
2: been a journey for sure. Just for one episode. So much has happened. We talked to Robert Kirkman
3: in our time, not podcast yeah. time four hours ago. Yeah. Wow. We, uh, we got to talk all about the final issue of Invincible. We saw the end of Mark's story and then we got to hear from all of you. Thank you again, Wyatt, for the gift you, that you so shouldn't awesome. have. Um, And thank you to everybody that listens to us. Uh, I feel like we're, like, wrapping up and ending the podcast. We're just ending this episode. We'll be back in two weeks. We can't wait to talk more Invincible with everybody. Thank you all for listening. Until next time.
4: Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Okay, bye.
2: bye. Bye. Okay.
3: Thank you. Like we've been reading, you awesome. know, we found Walking Dead a long time ago. Five, two thousand six. Uh, that really, we were starting to get out of comics, and you know, finding that, and then that led to finding Invincible, and just it reignited, re- you know, comic books for us. It's and, really, uh, it's why it's, we're nerds. Like seriously, it's like what we. That was kind of a turning point. We were at that age where we just could have just stopped reading comics, you know, not cared about that kind of stuff, and. You know, we really, really appreciate it. And obviously, we love talking about it. And, you know, it's something that we we started this podcast because we loved sharing and talking about those things. So you not only gave us such an awesome story to talk about, but you gave us something to do together. And we now love sharing that with other people. Oh,
1: well, awesome. Well, thank you, guys. No, I mean, that's awesome. What thank do, you so much.
2: What, what do people hate about you? Because I can't really think of something bad to say. I feel like I need to be critical of you. <laughs> like, you're, you know what? You're... <laughs> Your beard is always the same I'm, beard, Robert. Maybe you should trim it. Maybe you should like just go with a goatee I, or something. Change yeah, it up t- a little. I don't
1: know. You guys should. You guys should go online. There's some photos of me with a massive beard out there somewhere. Really? But uh, uh, no, I'm pretty awesome. You guys are right. Yeah, I know. I know. Invincible is a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley, and Corey Walker. Thank you for listening.